0: Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. I'm the Big Ugly. And we have a fantastic show for you today. Uh, We're going to start this off a little bit differently. In just a few seconds you are going to hear one of three interviews, Big Ugly, with some of the referees that are in and around this business of professional wrestling. This is our ode to refereeing. Are you excited, Big Ugly? I am,
1: man. We've been trying to do this for like a year, we have. <laughs> it's like a year in the making.
0: <laughs> we have, and it, and it's finally happening. So uh, we appreciate everybody who has ever donned the stripes or or that that blue uh, what is that baby blue shirt with the uh, bow tie or whatever it is. Are yeah, you taking it back? Yeah, man, uh-huh. I'm taking it back. We we uh, we appreciate all of you guys. Hashtag Zebra Nation. How about that? You'll understand that later on the podcast. But we've got three interviews with three great referees, and we're also going to have. Uh, One of the referees that I know of very, very well, and you guys know of, sitting in on this podcast in just a minute, we'll introduce our special guest. But why don't we get to that first interview, Big Ugly? How about that? Yes, sir. So we're going to interview, first of all, we're going to talk to Mr. Bruce Delaney. He has been in and around, and he has even refereed an NWA heavyweight championship match. And yes, I am talking about the championship title that has been held by Cody that is now currently being held by, why am I blanking on this, Nick Aldis? I believe. Thank you so much. And um, so uh, we get the production booth giving a thumbs up. I love it. Thank you so much. Uh, So we're going to get to that interview, and then we are going to come back with our segment where we're going to talk about Evolution, Crown Jewel, Survivor Series, Brock Lesnar, Hulk Hogan. We're going to talk about all kinds of things. Big Ugly, you ready? I'm ready, man. Let's hit this first interview. Let's do it right now. We are back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike, and I have the full support of the Big Ugly to get these interviews, these sound bites, these wonderful words from these great referees in this business of professional wrestling that we are in. I was proud to be a referee and still am proud to be a referee every now and again, but uh, I've been getting... A lot of information and feedback saying we got to do a referee podcast. Well, this is what we're doing, and I've got one of the greats, one of the all-time independent professional wrestling legends. I'm really putting him over right now, but uh, you know he's gonna live up to the hype, ladies and gentlemen. Bruce Delaney, everybody, welcome to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Bruce, how you doing? Well,
2: thank you very much. I can't tell you uh, that's probably a much better lead-on than I certainly deserve, Um, (laughs) but I do appreciate it very much. I've been uh, doing this. uh, I'm I'm doing pretty good today. How are you? How are you
0: doing? Good. I am glad you're doing well, and thank you for taking time out of your schedule to uh, speak with me and uh, throw some words on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Refereeing, I'm just going to throw that word out there. Tell me what that means to
3: you.
2: It's a matter of making sure it, it legitimizes what what goes on in a match. Mm-hmm. Uh, without without me there to enforce the rules, it's just two guys, uh, you know, dancing in their underwear. <laughs> uh, for lack of a better way to put it, um, I mean these. Uh, Basically, I legitimize. I make. It, I make it a legitimate sport.
0: I I agree with that, and that's one of the things. As I was a referee, as um, you know, you and I met in, in ACW, Adrenaline Championship Wrestling, I think. Yes. Um, back. Uh, you hey, know. Jimmy. J- Jimmy dream James Ellsworth hashtag rehire Ellsworth um, sure. yeah and uh, we met back then and then uh, you know you and I just kind of clicked automatically because what you had just said legitimizing enforcing the rules there are rules whether they're written not written whatever the case may be um, but we have a job to do and we both take that very very seriously so I think that's one of the reasons you and I connected very quickly
2: yes sir and, and actually some of them are written down the NWA rule books my house uh,
0: NWA book
2: with them uh, for, for most of, better part of a year my, uh, in crime at that time was Zach Carlucci. I don't know if you're planning to have him on the podcast, but if you don't, uh, shame on you because he's one of the best in the business.
0: I work with uh, Zach Carlucci actually over in uh, in Pennsylvania a couple of times a month, and uh, he is one of my favorite people. And yes, uh, I plan to have his sound bites or his um, you know input on this podcast as well. So uh, yeah, thank you very much for that shout out to Zach Carlucci. Shout out to all the referees out there. I got to go back to this real quick. NWA rulebook. So does that mean? If somebody throws somebody else over the top rope, they are disqualified.
2: Yes, and I got the uh, pleasure of getting to enforce that rule one time.
3: You uh, did.
2: Yes, sir. Uh, Mister uh, Mister Livewire Ryan Vox, went ahead and tossed somebody over the ro- or no, he got tossed over the ropes, if I recall correctly. And uh, him and his uh, partner um, Ian Wildside. Uh, yeah. What was their tag
0: team? Um. Ah, I'm losing it right now, and I uh, no friends to Ryan and the yeah, boys. They, they Wow, uh, that is impressive that you got to, to enforce that rule. Now, that's not showing of age or anything like that. The NWA's been around for a long, long time.
2: Just, just a couple of years.
0: Yeah, a couple of years. And um, so how long have you been doing this?
2: I've been, uh, I actually started training uh, coming up on my five-year anniversary from when I started training uh, in January. Okay, Mhm so that was 2014 right
0: Yeah. And I mean, and, and, and being a good referee, it gets around, you know, being just a referee you know, a lot of people are out there. It's not, it's not the glorified position. It is, uh, you know, people look at professional wrestling and if they want to get into the business, they want to train to be the next Roman Reigns or, uh, John Cena or, you know, Hulk Hogan, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, something like that. They don't necessarily, I, I mean, part of me was like, man, I want to be, you know, I want to be the next Brian Hebner. I want to be uh, one of these referees that's, uh, you know, well known over the the business, and it sounds like that's something that you've got well going for you. Because I think ACW, and uh, you did talk about NWA. Who else have you worked with?
2: Uh, well, if you, guys, if you guys remember a promotion by the name of
3: LCW uh, a few years back, Lancaster Championship Wrestling, yep. which later became Keystone Pro. Uh, mm-hmm. That's where I was able to work with some
2: some greats in the business. That you're like like Zach. Uh, another one that's going to going to resound really big is Tanya Stevens.
0: Absolutely, uh, love Tanya. Steve
2: Absolutely. um i was uh, also uh fortunate enough to work for some some large companies who i got started with uh, was uwe the ultimate wrestling experience mm mm-hmm. Oh wow! And then Rampage Pro Wrestling, which uh, also I'll be roughing my last match for them, uh, here in two weeks.
0: So you are—you have gotten around, and, and the reputation precedes you, which is fantastic. And let's uh, let's go a little bit into what you just said. You just said you're roughing your last match, so uh, or last matches for these promotions. Are you retiring,
4: Bruce?
2: Sadly, yes, I am, Bruce. Um, Exactly. Never say never.
0: We do the drives And it sounds like From all of the names That you um, gave us A little bit earlier You have definitely put in Your time Done the drives Put in the work Uh, Referees You know Sometimes they work A couple matches a night Sometimes they work uh, Every match On a card You know It all depends Right (laughs) It all depends On the need So yeah Sad to see you go um, But the same thing With me I mean I thought A couple of years ago I had reffed my last match And then uh, You know I've done a couple Of guest shots Here and there But it's always good To have that reputation preceding you so you know well done you know uh you have made your mark in this business of professional wrestling and uh people know you people know your name uh people also know uh you had given me and i appreciate you doing this uh you gave me a patch at one point in time and it had a lot to do with the referee a lot to do with the zebra can you explain that patch
2: Shoot, I'd have to say almost three or four years ago when I first got into the business, and uh, another rep said to me, "He said, yeah, yeah, you don't want to be putting yourself over like that.'" And after, um, and so it kind of ended up on the back burner, and I, I decided that, you know, that you know, forget that. I'm not putting myself over. I'm putting reps over in general. Yes, sir. And
0: Shout out to the Blizz. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, he's a a great fan of uh, 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 professional wrestling. He's a promoter now as well. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know... Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, shout out to him and his whole crew because, uh, always, uh, always noticed him, always heard him, always know, you know, he's made his mark on the business as well. And I, I don't mean that as hashtag Mark. No, no, no. He's a fan. Um, and, you know, he's doing what he's doing. So, uh, that's fantastic. And definitely, uh, check out hashtag Zebra Nation. Now, we're going to keep that going because, uh, that's true. You never did that to put yourself over. You did that to sort of, Put over the brotherhood of the referees because, you know, the wrestlers have all of their own, you know, merchandise and have all of their own following and and they can put themselves over. That's what their job is. They're supposed to put themselves over and put over the other people that they work with. But the referees, uh, unsung heroes, but that's why... I'm actually putting it on this podcast, so well done, Bruce Delaney. I really appreciate that. So, a couple of uh, quick fire questions before we wrap okay. up, and as as we say, take it home, um, <laughs> in this business. Sure. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite match that you've ever refereed? Oh,
2: that, that uh, you know, as many matches as I've ref, you'd think that that would be a hard decision, uh, but it really isn't. I, I've been able, to, I've I've been blessed to to have repped, uh, you know, many many big names. Uh, the the ma- biggest match that I think I ever wrestled was uh, at Pro Wrestling Empire. It was Leo Rush versus Shane Strickland, and it was probably the second or third time that I repped a match for them. But this match was in front of probably close to a thousand people. Wow! And they tore the building down. Um, it was early in the night, and all the other guys just nobody wanted to follow it. <laughs> it was just that good of a match. I can and,
3: imagine.
0: That is incredible. You had to get your workout during that match. That is fantastic, and that's hard to do too. You know, people might not realize that, especially being a fan of professional wrestling. If you're in there and you're trying to enforce the rules, you have to have a certain demeanor, and you have to have a certain respect for what's going on. And it's really hard sometimes, especially when the match is, you know, to say, "Oh, I'm really a fan of this match. I want to watch." Or, you know, this might not be, you know, the best match on the card. But still, you know, these people are out here. They're giving their all. They're doing what they can do. Um, and it's hard to separate that line sometimes. But uh, you know, you, we're we're prefer- performing as well you know we're performing a service and we're performing in front of a crowd so you know that is that is great and those two guys uh, I have a uh, ring announced for and refereed Shane Strickland before. Uh, just a just a class act. Fantastic guy. You know, he's doing great things in Lucha Underground and all over the world. And, you know, Leo Rush, of course, the mouthpiece of Bobby Lashley on WWE now. So you never know where it can go. One more quick question for you, Bruce. And, and this kind of deals into what I was just saying. Um, being a wrestling referee for independent wrestling and then being a wrestling referee for... Uh, the professionals, I mean, do you, and you said you have kind of had some contact with some of those guys, you know, are there differences, are there similarities, you know, is it, is it the earpiece, is it somebody from the gorilla position, is it just a, a booker and an independent saying, here's the finish, you know, you work it out with the boys, G- give me some differences real quick, or some similarities.
2: Well, well you say, you say the professionals, you you're, are you talking about uh, being uh, a clarify
0: that? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, and we're all professionals in in, in one sense or another, absolutely. But, I mean, independent wrestling, you know, LCW, 1CW, all those guys. And then, you know, you talk about uh, WWE, Impact, Lucha, you know, those guys that are on the main uh, kind of national or world stage. Oh, okay.
2: Well, I've never never actually been personally on the world stage myself, but uh, I know that definitely... um, one of the things that I, I, I noticed the big differences um, is is the earpiece. I mean, I've worked in a couple companies where we've used we've utilized earpieces, but it's really just a. Generally, it's generally just a go home signal. It's a hey guys, it's time to clear things up, uh, clean clean up the match, finish up the match. But um, generally. Um, um, I would have to guess that just the whole production value of being a rep in the bigger in the bigger industry is that you do have somebody in your ears, and if something's going wrong in the match, they're they're letting you, and they're feeding you what they want that want to see next and so forth like that. Um, on the independent scene, it's really kind of more on me. Uh, if I see that the, if I see that the guys are, are stuck or uh, if the crowd's not responding well, um, I, I'm it's it's up to me to decide whether or not I'm going to say something like "Come on, guys, get get them behind you" or uh, "Don't forget the, where the hard cam is" and just little things like that.
0: And that's where I wanted you to go with that, and I appreciate you saying that because people just don't don't realize when they're watching a match, you know independent wrestling fans are looking for a lot of different things i don't know if they understand the responsibility on the referee um the referee usually is there um and, and not to pull back the fourth wall, you know, it's a suspend disbelief. But, you know, the referee's usually kind of aware of what spots are supposed to be happening in the match. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. Sometimes, you know, it's all about just the finish. But you're right. You know, if somebody uh, needs to, you know, start working or selling, as it were, you know, you got to, you got the referee can be the link between the, whatever competitors are in there. And then if somebody needs to call a spot or somebody needs to, somebody's injured, you know, that's a big thing. You know, if somebody's hurt. You know, we got to go in there, and I, you know, I know you're good at that as well. You know, saying, seeing if the guys are hurting, if they need to take it home, or if they need to adjust something. It's all on the fly. It's live. There's no retakes.
2: No, there are no retakes, and uh, I mean, one of the one of the things is is a a lot of the guys will freeze up if they forget something, but sure, they got to remember that. You know, the crowd doesn't know what's supposed to happen next. Right. And, and you know, a lot of times I don't know what's going to happen next. <laughs> because I, I, honestly, all I really want to know is the finish. And if the finish is me hitting the count, the three count, that's fine. But, you know, it, it don't give me a hard time if I hit it when someone didn't kick out, and it you should have. Um,
0: that's... But, um, that's something yeah, I mean, that was instilled in me from the beginning. If their shoulders are down and they don't kick out, if you don't count to three as a referee, then you know it makes the match and and you look as bad as them because you're. It's basically oh well now you know something was screwed up and then you just made it look like it was screwed up. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh,
2: and and that's the, for me. A lot of the times I've had guys want to talk to me about an entire match. I'm like, look, unless I really need to be aware of it, I'd rather react to it.
0: Yeah. Because that's genuine. That's real. You know, If you know it's coming, it's like, well, okay, I know this, uh, this, 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 and this, and this is coming next. But, yeah, all I really want to know is the finish and, and how, you know, and what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to, is this the spot that the tap out's coming or is this the one, two, three? And speaking of one, two, three, yeah, that's how I'm going to take this home with you, Bruce. Uh, your cadence, I always appreciated it. I never saw any variance in your cadence, no matter if it was the beginning, the end, um, you know, the, the heat, the buildup, you know, anything. I've always seen the cadence cadence, and bravo, kudos on that, because that is incredibly challenging.
2: Yes, it is, and uh, it was something that was actually instilled in me back in the early days when I started training, and uh, let me just give a big shout-out to a big old Mark Eaton, 30 years with WWE. Absolutely. He was, he's the guy who trained, gave me the most knowledge wow. about being a rep. I mean, like I said, I've had the pleasure of working with some other greats like like Zach, Tanya, and, and Chaz, uh, Larry Peace, and Bryce Remsberger. I'd like to give a big shout out because I've always picked their picked their brains and their ears about uh, about little things here and there in the industry, and they've been a supreme help and uh, influence on my career.
0: That is fantastic. So, Bruce, as we uh, as we finish up here, would you like to uh, give a shout out to, or I uh, should put yourself out there for Facebook, Instagram? How can people find you on your retirement tour? And then, how can they find you? Uh, pretty much after you're uh, done with this business, never say never.
2: <laughs> it's the, uh, it's the uh, or my gimmick page, um, is Referee Bruce Delaney, and it, they're both linked together. Um, you can always reach out to me there. Um, as I mentioned, I will be down at Rampage Pro on December 17th. Um, that is in Dover, Delaware. Um, they're actually going to be doing a uh, War Games in a single, single ring cage match. Nice. Um,
0: absolutely well Bruce thank you I know we were we, t- we said 10 minutes but you know what we went over our time it happens uh, <laughs> but people are going to love listening to this on the podcast and I'm certainly going to tag you and uh, your referee Bruce Delaney page and uh, thank you so much for taking some time out with us and uh, any final words for the dirty ugly wrestling podcast listeners
2: um well since we went over on time I guess that means the boys and in-
0: <laughs> so the next segment might be a little shorter on the podcast. That's fantastic. Bruce, thank you so much.
2: Okay, thank
3: you, Mikey. I appreciate oh, it. All right, buddy.
0: We're back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Yep. <laughs> My name is Dirty Mike. I'm the big ugly. And we just had a conversation with referee Bruce Delaney. It was awesome. And fa- we, fantastic interview. <laughs> and we and we thank Bruce Delaney so much for that that great conversation. We're gonna have more conversations with more referees as we go into this podcast, including One who is returning to us for about the fifth or sixth time. We love having him here. Uh, Referee and uh, all just a great guy. Corey Berger, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you talk
3: about me. Yes, that's absolutely
0: right. uh, Um,
5: Actually, I think it's only the fourth time.
0: Fourth? Maybe I'm just losing count. That's me getting think, too old. I mean,
5: does that the like live video one count? You, yeah, yeah, that, that counts. Was, that of course was it counts. When, that was number fifty. Was was,
0: I'm disappointed we're not doing a live feed. That was, that was no. great. Good times. But no. uh, we will be. I'm sure we'll do that again in the near future. Big ugly. Maybe number sixty. Maybe number sixty because this is number fifty-seven. Yeah, and we are talking about expanding. Right? We, we had a conversation offline. We're going to do some merch. We're going to talk to some people about that. We're going to talk about a, an actual website. We're going to talk about doing some uh, promotional stuff on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Whatever we can do, Big Ugly. Yeah, it.
1: to expand those listenership, viewership, whatever. Whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. C- C-
6: Cue the uh, Peter Gabriel. Big time. <laughs>
0: big time. WrestleMania 22. That was a great... Uh, uh, speaking of which, uh, voice from behind the curtain... The hashtag, the king of non-social media hashtag, no hashtag.
6: CM Funk is back, ladies and oh, gentlemen. Oh, thank you very much. I'm glad to finally be back in the building. We got the clapping gallery <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, right. Welcome back. How you doing? Doing fantastic. Thank yeah. you guys for uh, continuing to invite me, despite the fact I continue to blow you guys off. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you do listen to us on
0: SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and now we have three people who have picked us up on MySpace this is
3: ridiculous. and are following <laughs> us.
0: My what? Exactly. <laughs> Right. It, it might be Tom. I don't know. We haven't figured this out yet. But MySpace, yeah. So that's all different that's, that's news crazy. worldwide no. stuff. But, it still uh, runs. Yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with professional wrestling, and we're probably on the wrong platform. But it is three more people or three more sources that have downloaded us. It's so. not
1: even really social media anymore.
0: No. It's,
5: it's and like, just to clarify, it, it is... It is November 2018. <laughs> this, is, this is not an old an archive uh, no episode yeah I mean this, you, is, this is the new one sure. Right here. You can listen to me I mean, unless you're episodes. listening to it, like, around Christmas or something, in which case it is a little old, but still, it's <laughs> yeah. not as old as
0: MySpace. Oh, my goodness. We can listen to archived episodes on all of those platforms that I did mention, and please find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or at Gmail at gmail.com. That still exists. I check it every once in a while. Yeah. But who has time to email people? We're here to listen and to talk and to do but podcasts. Well, why would you email?
5: Because Google Plus is, is that still a thing? Why yeah, sure. Yeah. I know Google is. Yeah.
0: Like, What's Google Plus? Is that just more than Google?
5: Oh, that was their, their social media network. That They just, I mean, there was really nothing wrong with it other than they didn't publicize
0: it. It was not marketed at all.
3: Okay.
5: So
0: nobody S- knew about it. That's going to go into a lot of what we're talking about on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Okay. So we're going to talk, talk about a lot of different things. Um, we're going to talk about uh, one, one aspect that is missing in this podcast, and that is Corey Berger's hair. Uh, it is not here. We just noticed this, and uh, we, we appreciated the hair. I've known it for a lot of years, six, seven years. Um, how, long has, how long has your hair been long, Corey? This is totally um, a tangent, guys. Are you, are you talking like when, when was the last time I got my cut? When was hair the last cut? time your hair was cut this short? Oh, I think it's been around like eight years. That's a long no. time. Maybe nine, yeah. That's maybe four times longer yeah, than so we've I been got
5: around. It, I, uh, just in case you're curious, I got it got it in the ponytail, in the bag, ready to be uh, sent off. Going to uh, donate it? Well, I mean, yeah, I'm done with it. What, what else would I <laughs> do? No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, you could throw it away, but
0: you could donate it to, what is it, Locks of Love or something like that?
5: Well, I, uh, not particularly Locks of Love, but they're another... There, there, are a number of other places that that do similar things in a more cost-effective manner. Okay, fair what do, enough. What do yeah. they do with the hair? They make a they make wigs out of it. For, oh, okay. mostly for children that can't grow hair, but All occasionally right. that's cool adults too. It depends on it depends on where you're <clears throat> donating to. That's
0: As referee Corey Berger, B E R G E R, and uh, thank you again. For joining us, CM Funk. I don't know if your hair has ever been that long.
6: Uh, my hair has never been that long. Yeah. However, I, I did just get mine cut too, and I'm ashamed nobody noticed. But <laughs> you
0: have too, a. Dad.
6: It's okay. <laughs> you
0: you are usually wearing a hat uh, when we speak to you. Right now, you are well, wearing a hat. Uh, wow. Well, my
5: my hair was 18 inches, and they didn't notice until I took my hat off. That, that's I did. It's, yeah,
6: it's a good point. Because I... your hair is usually. Oh nice haircut. Oh, that's CM hilarious. Funk's that's a with great haircut. haircut. Thank, thank you, thank you so much. Now, was that great clips or was that sports clips? <laughs> uh, um, that was actually one of our local uh, Perry Hall um, uh, barbershops. I don't know if we can, you know, give out shots. Brian Bunts haircut uh, place over there in uh, yeah. Perry Hall Shopping Center. Okay, this is, this is dirty
5: ugly. You could, you can. Uh, yeah, I, just, I, I didn't, didn't want really to go
6: about plugging, you know, like Vitamin Water Zero all yeah. the time, like we always do. Or Gatorade. What about Gatorade? Or, and fruit punch. I well, mean, I, yeah. I just,
5: I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say uh, I got, I got my cut at uh, Cookie Cutters and oh. That, that makes is, a lot of sense. They actually, they're, they're great with uh, autistic and special needs
0: children. So that's yeah, cool. Right, cool. Check them cool. out. Burger got the heart, awesome. man. I love it. Yeah. But cookie cutters, that just makes sense for you. It yeah, doesn't? It, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> That's just ironic, <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> that's great.
5: Well, so it's. I mean, you know, Sports Clips has their gimmick, and that's and a great place and all, but uh, they don't let me watch the cartoons.
0: Oh. Uh, so, you know. If you if you ever heard of Sport Clips, if you've ever been to Sport Clips, I don't know if cartoons, you know, they they got uh, some lot of things. Have You ever heard about uh, Sport Clips? I've today? seen Sport Clips. Yeah. but Yeah, it's not, they got uh,
1: it's
5: they got their really own poor. gimmick. They it's <laughs> I mean it's it's a cool place. I'm just that's a I'm TNA not, gimmick. I'm not <laughs> a bit grown more up enough for a place like that. So grown
0: up enough. Okay. Yeah, I I prefer you know. Fair enough. Cartoons and, given and, <laughs> and nothing wrong with get, that. Getting my hair cut and a power wheel converted to a barber chair. That's great, and barbershop singing, by the way. But let's put that out there. That's what I do. So <laughs> this is tangent. We're gonna talk about wrestling eventually.
5: Yeah, and I'm I'm sorry I couldn't make it out this weekend. Could've Shake said. it off,
0: man. That's all right. You it's came like out the at the mall. That was that was great. Thank you. Yeah, we uh, the chorus of the Chesapeake is doing their doing their thing, and we had a show uh, this past uh, week and uh, honoring the World War One veterans, and which is pretty cool. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, clap it all Thank you. Appreciate that. Happy Veterans Day to everybody because we are recording this on the observed Veterans Day, um, which is why that's true. Yeah, financial institutions were not open today. Thank you. Um, How long but, have you been singing? Uh, well, I've been singing with that group. Uh, a couple years now, but I've been singing and doing theater since I've been 20. Uh, and in so the shower, since, I'm alright <laughs> since about seven or eight. Right here in one of the showers of the mansion, I've been singing. in. there's some good acoustics in the bathroom.
5: Oh, it's great acoustics. Yeah. Just the sound bounces off that tile. <laughs> it's
0: great. Yeah. So if you go in there, you know, leave a quarter on the toilet if you got to do your business, but you'll you'll hear and the uh, o- melodious overtones that I've used in there. So singing there all the time. Um, Stanley, let's just throw this out there. Unfortunately. We found out today that Stanley, 95 years old, passed away. That sucks. Um, yeah, hats off to Stanley, the, the one hat that is. And he put it right back on because he covered up that haircut. <laughs> yeah. But um, Stan Lee, creator, and yeah, he's done so many things, and we talked about it. Hopefully they, uh, they'll recognize this in a lot of great ways. But, you know, through the next uh, series of movies, unfortunately, he's not going to see all of them come to fruition, like you said, Big Ugly.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, I'm pretty sure the next Avengers movie will probably be the last one yeah. that will be featured in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he'll be in Captain Marvel too because that comes out in March and it's already filmed. I mean,
5: when you think about it, he probably never really expected any of those to be movies when he started. Probably not. Comic books books, weren't as popular as they
1: are now. I mean, what did he start? 1969, I think. Coincidentally, uh, I see. Mallrats
5: is kind of poking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Movie shelf from the rest of them. Stanley's got a, a little cameo in that one. Too. Yes, he
0: does. He does have a cameo. Gives in some this great one. advice. He does. He gives it to Brody, and uh, Brody goes back and gets Shannon Doherty back. Uh, great, you know. Hey, Walt, Brody. You know, good stuff. Mallrats. Um, Stanley. Yeah, watch it. Watch Mallrats. Watch all the Kevin Smith and, movies.
5: And for for those of you in uh, younger generations, maybe check that movie out. Uh, just remember. The 90s were a different time. <laughs> we don't we we do not act like that anymore. Most of it. of the time. Yeah. We Usually. do not
0: condone things that happened in that movie. Although I did uh, visit Red Bank, New Jersey and Asbury Park and that was pretty cool a couple of weeks ago. I did see uh, Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash in Red Bank, New Jersey. You know all about Shout that. Out. Punk. Yeah,
5: good place. Snoogie-boogies.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. There you go. Bong. Um, so I yeah, have no idea what you got. Sorry, <laughs> Kevin Smith. You know who Kevin Smith is? Yeah. yeah. Okay, actor, director, <coughs> Silent Bob. The convenience store they hung out in front of. Damn oh, right. Yes. I got myself leaning up against that wall, and I took a picture. I think I sent it to you, Corey. I think I sent it to you too, Chad. You did. Yes. And I was chilling right there. And that place does. Uh, that was this is the middle of an afternoon and a random day, and that place gets tourists. Nonstop. Like, it's one or two here and there, but it's tourists, and it's a, the shittiest convenience store ever. It's is terrible. Is there still a
5: video store there?
0: Uh, RSD Video, the building is empty, but the sign is still halfway through the window. <laughs> it says RSD Video. They kept it in there, and they got um, all kinds of stickers on the front door, you know, Kevin Smith stickers. I feel like if any video store stood a chance, that was that, one that would have been it. If you look in there, they still have the old
2: white wooden or shelves, like, and they like have the VHS does, boxes in does it. Does
5: anybody, is, is Empire that that record store from Empire Records still open because again if anybody could do it it'd be one tied to a movie
0: yeah that would be that would be cool Record and Tape Traders is closing down too by the way That's damn it sad, yeah. Towson go there and get all your 50% off stuff everything is in there that place is full of stuff yeah there's
5: I mean if you're willing to go downtown there's still Soundgarden and um Soundgarden's awesome there's oh Fels I can't Point. remember there's there's definitely there's another record store right uh right over by the stadiums Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel awful Because I can't remember so That's great, okay Great store too They got a few Like random collectibles That aren't
6: Necessarily music related And if you are looking For that record place You can go into your uh, Yellow pages And, and find that <laughs> So just look under Records I think
0: The king of non-social <laughs> yeah. media yeah. They, they, they still have Yellow pages Does Sure that still exist yeah. Yeah. Yes Actually yes So they do great. make Those big ass books again Yes They're yes. great fire starter Fire <laughs> starter I was going to say Paperweight or something yeah. Like that Could use that yeah Very good yeah, so they,
5: um, something that's actually useful. They come with a glow in the dark uh, uh, BGE sticker.
0: Oh, that has the phone number in case the six eight five zero one two three. I think, if I remember correctly. But it's glow in the dark, so you can see it even yeah, if so your you see, power goes out. Uh,
5: if the power goes out, yeah,
0: <laughs> I believe that's the gimmick. It I works, love though. the gimmicks.
5: It's, it's, it's great.
0: Man, that's great. Big ugly. How do you feel about all these tangents? I mean, it's cool. I, I just I'm this just is what we do to you guys. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Feel free to pitch in. Feel free to
0: pitch in. Hey, um, referee uh, Corey Berger, this is uh, a show dedicated to referees. Uh, we're going to have a lot of different interviews and a lot of different things talking about referees. What does that word mean to you? Word referee?
5: What? That's. You've what? done that before. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah? Yeah. I don't even remember the last time I've done that. But, mm. um, I mean, you know, that's, that's the person supposed to keep the order. Mhm. Supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it happens. I uh, you. Mostly, yeah, yeah. Mostly it happens, but you know, occasionally it's just because it all just—it's that's a lot to put on one person. Yeah. And uh, you know, eventually we crack. And uh, <laughs> but, uh no. Seriously, it's um, like, uh, originally when I started, I I didn't you know I wasn't really that, that interested in doing it I kind of did it as a favor mm-hmm. but it turned out to actually be a lot of fun and way more important to uh, pro wrestling than I ever would have imagined it. yeah so you know it, I stuck with it way longer than I'd ever thought I would and you did a great job man that's, that's how I first met you and
0: that's how I came in and I, think, I started I backing went, you up I think it went on like 10 years I yeah. know that's a long time, but time moves on, and time goes on, and we're all doing different things now. I, I still have my referee shirt in my bag, just in case anybody ever needs me to do it, but um, the last official match that I refereed was the, um, the uh, one last dance between Desert Storm and TJ Sykes, the uh, Iron Man cage match, which ended in a draw, in my opinion, but TJ won. Didn't
1: you get super cage
0: uh, I, not in that match. Oh, I got no, super, he did the super kicking. I did kick. the oh, super okay. kicking.
1: Right.
5: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got
0: TJ back for years of abuse, yeah. which is funny because Desert Storm was abusing me years before that. <laughs> so I got a lot of abuse from both of them, but for some reason during that period of my life, I wanted Desert Storm to win. And I tried and I helped, but it still didn't work. So shout out to both of those guys, by the way. Uh, Desert Storm, Brian S. Gamble behind the Storm, and um, TJ Tiberius, as he's now called. Uh, so shout out there,
5: man! I I love you, T.J. But Tiberius is
6: um, <laughs> it's very Star. Trek. I don't, and see, like, I'm, could be what yeah, T.J. That's, yeah. that's it
5: too. I'm not even one of these nerdy Trekkie guys. No offense, but I I still associate that that name with uh, with with the Star War Star Trek. Trek, yeah please trek. Get, get that yeah. straight yes on this yeah. wars uh, track on this lit up
0: the comment section <laughs> <laughs> we're getting blown up that's okay anything that gets us more views nice. i was it
5: wasn't it it was an honest mistake because um i was looking at this thing over here that's a great piece of uh you know uh star wars collectible what are we looking at Oh. Uh, absolutely nothing since you you put me on the spot. No, I was just saying. <laughs> I was like, do I have
0: Star Wars collectibles? I thought I did. I mean, I do have the Buddy here from uh, Kevin Smith and Thanks, Dogma- thanks for killing that. Sorry, I didn't mean <laughs> to. I appreciate it. The mansion does have a lot of uh, good memorabilia, including I Edgar Allan Poe. Now. A lot of cool stuff here too. Yeah, yeah. thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe. That's a bobblehead too. So you know, it's like he's doing the thing. Pretty cool. Anyway. Moving on.
5: Now I made fun of his name,
0: so now he's going to super kick me. Nah. (laughs) I got nothing nothing left. I could barely, uh, the last time I tried to referee, I could barely get up and down, so let's not worry about that. (laughs) I mean,
5: I've I've been kicked in the face before, so it's... Yeah,
0: referees do get get involved sometimes, whether we want to or not. It happens. I I believe, uh, you know, that, that... the hashtag of social media. She she was the queen of social media. She was running hashtag Pat Anthony for a while. I think she belted you with a forearm. That was pretty well, yeah, stiff. but that's not. I mean, that's not a kick. That's, that's not a kick, still, but that's a forearm.
5: It's still stung, but
0: yeah. I think when TJ actually kicked me, uh, I felt that less than you might have felt that forearm because that was
5: stiff, Violet! <laughs> stiff. I mean, that's you know,
0: it was good though. It, it worked.
5: Oh, like, uh, Yeah, it's just the forearm's just like it's a long, hard bone. That,
0: <laughs> sorry <laughs> the immaturity of me wanting to come out right there I just oh, a long hard bone um, <laughs> sorry I don't I mean what's the rating on this Uh, dirty and I mean, ugly yeah no, right I was gonna uh, say PG-13 yeah. So, yeah I mean Storm is not here so it's yeah. not NC-17 not R. or yeah. R <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway uh, to- CM Funk Yes, sir. Uh, Please, I got a note here that we've been trying to do this for the last couple podcasts. Let's do a, um, a version of a segment that we'd like to call NJPW. And that's I mean, New Japan Pro Wrestling, because you are one of our many listeners who watch but consistently watch New Japan, and you've got it all on the streaming networks, and I've watched some of that stuff at your place at the Estates, I believe it is? Uh,
6: yeah, yeah, I believe so. And it's been great stuff. So where do we stand in the world of New Japan? So New Japan Wrestling right now is, uh, they're ge- they're gearing up for their WrestleMania season, or as they call it, Wrestle Kingdom, right. which is uh, number 13 coming up in January. And, uh and they just made some uh announcements actually to Russell Kingdom card and all already okay. so uh you know 2 months out which is like way ahead of you know, WWE Promoting stuff. <laughs> um, and well, it they... actually gives time to promote matches, which is a, you know, new, novel concept. Right. A, uh, Pro wrestling,
0: wrestling. Promotion. You didn't know <laughs> who's on the card before the show?
6: What? Yeah, it's so strange, isn't it? That's uh, crazy. God. So uh, the, the main event, um, and this has been a foregone conclusion because they, they kind of choose their main event about halfway through the year uh, after their G1 Climax final. Uh, the champion of the G1 Climax tournament gets to uh, face the IWGP heavyweight champion a lot of initials going i love the
0: initials and the names over there
6: um and uh the winner of the g1 back in uh june and july i believe it was was uh hiroshi tanahashi who is one of their long-standing veterans he's like a i believe he's a seven-time iwgp heavyweight champion and uh he's going for the record of eight title reigns um what was his name hiroshi tanahashi bless you (laughs) yeah. <laughs>
3: Sorry. Uh, no, he, that's awesome He, quit, that's a, he
6: oh, Just
5: a little bit racist <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not <laughs> uh, at all uh, Everyone's a little dirt, bit racist It's dirty and ugly I believe It's a good yeah. song Avenue <laughs> Q, check out the musical Go ahead So
6: uh, he will be facing the, the cleaner, the best bout machine Kenny Omega uh, in the main event Who
0: uh, is the best Professional wrestler in the world right now.
6: He he is, yeah, he's got everything going for him. Is he's uh, the best in
1: the ring? Are we sure he's just not overhyped? Is he really the best? He's.
5: Uh, he may, in fact, be a robot. Yeah. <laughs> he is so good. He is the cleaner. He, he really,
1: he really is
6: that good, and he uh, he's And they allow from, him to be that he, good. He has the freedom in the ring to do what he needs to do, and he puts on literally the best bouts every time. But he gets yes,
5: because everything in pro wrestling is overhyped. Yeah, yeah. I said <laughs> it. it. You know it's true. It's, it's everything. True. There
6: is that. There is that. Yes. So that's the main event. That's the main event. Uh, the the kind of the co main event, and this will hit more at home for the. Uh, the American wrestling fan, uh, the Miracle. IWGP Intercontinental Championship, which uh, amazingly gets uh, goes um, gets defended less than the WWE Universal Title. Uh, wow, is, that's strong. Yeah, that. yeah. well, it's Gross. been it's been defended once <laughs> this year. Okay, so um, and that is uh, Y2J, Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. uh, and he will be taking on Tetsu Naito, who is probably the most over actual Japanese wrestler in. New Japan at this point. So he'll um, be in
1: WWE soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
6: funny you bring that up there, Big Ugly. He, uh, rumors, Segway. Rumors and story just came out that he was offered a contract by WWE just in the last couple of months and turned it down. Uh-huh. Oh, shoot. Sure. Okay. So, um, yeah, he knows what he has. He's got gold over there in New Japan. So.
4: Well,
5: WWE has a decent pay. Uh, dude, how, like how big is the cut on the merchandise? Uh, I, you know Because I don't he's know. killing it in merchandise sales and... I believe he gets at least the majority of the that as it is now. That it's a is, hard deal to give is, up. Yeah, that is and very like possible. when no it comes when it comes to these guys, like WWE, they don't put the no. the merchandise machine right. behind it like they should. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And they they just kind of sleep on them. But eh, whatever. That you, might be one reason why he they're making that money. Down. So yeah.
0: Yeah.
6: yeah, yeah, exactly,
0: absolutely. And on that same tangent, uh, there's a couple of guys that are rumored and innuendo to be in constant negotiations with WWE leading up to especially WrestleMania in New York which is going to be and they're going to have that big um, super card at Madison Square Garden the night before same night as NXT is going to be happening in the Barclays Center so there's a lot of guys that are probably still on that list that are rumored and innuendo to come over so much wrestling on WrestleMania weekend there is you think
5: the chances the
6: president will be at WrestleMania
2: (laughs) (laughs) you never know wouldn't
6: be the first one
2: No. no It would it
6: not. could be held at his uh, venue uh, again one of these days. You never know. So That's, that's very right possible. I don't. Yeah. Does he's st- I don't anyway. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. What else we got? This is um, not important. Well, Let's get back uh, it's all the, important. To kind of go off what you were alluding to there, yeah. uh, uh, the elite, the the big rumors out there are the uh, members of the elite, the six members, Kenny Omega, Cody, the Young Bucks, Hangman Page, and Marty Squirrel are rumored to be leaning, I guess, towards signing with WWE. Um, I think they would hold all the cards. So and Kenny
1: Omega could potentially be in WWE. there.
6: There is that possibility. I, I don't see much to uh, what Corey was saying about the whole merchandise thing, though. I, I don't see how they give that up because they, they are key in the whole ProWrestlingTees.com.
0: Yeah. and and yeah. yeah.
5: their shirts are at Hot Topic. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like... Yeah. Like, you used to be able to get Attitude Era shirts during that era, but now it's all independent stuff.
5: Well, yeah. I- like ironically, you can still get... Stone Cold Steve Austin and Rock t shirts. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, those are the ones yeah. that worked. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've and then shirts too. In there.
0: I'm
6: sure
3: there's
5: oh. a John Cena shirt there somewhere. Yes. Oh. I just, yeah,
6: it's in the clearance. You just you can't see it. Can't <laughs> see it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thank you,
5: Corey. Um,
4: uh, you
6: can't see it. So uh, we'll have to uh, kind of pay attention to what the Elite's doing and where, where they yeah. end up in the next uh, few months. Um, so let me ask this the Elite, what happened to the Bullet Club? So they left the Bullet Club. Bullet Club still exists in New Japan, okay. uh, but it's the Bullet Club kind of OG, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. The some of the originals that were part of it, the uh, Tongans, um, whose names, yeah, they, they change every other week. And <laughs> but they I think they're related to the uh, Wild Samoans, uh, sh- shockingly. Um, okay, you know, uh, actually it's uh, King Haku's kids. Um, he they uh, they've kind of. Split back and took the Bullet Club back for their own, and then the elite guys all just became there they're okay. being the elite as their, mm. as their YouTube right. program is called. So, uh, so that's the deal with the Bullet Club. Um, uh, the the last match I kind of want to bring up about for Wrestle uh, Kingdom that they just just announced is for the Revolution Pro Championship, which is the a British wrestling. Uh, promotion. Wow. Uh, It's actually their heavyweight championship is being defended at Wrestle Kingdom because it's currently held by Tomohiro Ishii who to me is like the most underrated star in New Japan. He's probably had the best season of his entire career he is the Taz of New Japan, like just the ultimate bulldog, <laughs> reminds me of Ram Man from He-Man. Oh remember? hell Ram yeah! yeah. yeah. Uh, so just, he has green springy legs? Yeah, right? Yeah.
3: Just all was stocky,
6: this, this guy has put <laughs> on five star matches with Kenny Omega multiple cool. times this year. He's, he's put on some of the best matches. If you want to go back and catch anything from the G1 Climax, Find any of Tomohiro Ishii's matches because they were almost all fantastic. So um, if you gotta want to catch up on him, but yeah. he's taking on Zach Saber Jr., who is uh, one of the young up-and-comers and all in New Japan and. Um, I think it's got a chance to maybe steal the show at Wrestle Kingdom.
3: So.
0: Very good. So uh, keep on that CM Funk and then when we get closer to January and uh, when we actually have that event and it's six hours on uh, streaming service or whatever it's going to be because it is there at Wrestlemania, we'll have it? you let review get, that.
5: Let me get your login for that.
0: No, no. Offline. <laughs> we're offline though. Offline. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. offline. Yeah, we're yeah. not going to put that online because everybody will be watching sure. CM Funk's login. Uh, oh
6: wait. Right. Is, this, is this live? How's no, this well, work? I don't know. I don't know. This, yeah. Sure.
0: Why not? We don't. We don't get live yet. I'm. am j- just kidding. I think that's technically
5: stealing. Wink, wink. How about
0: that. We don't. We don't steal here. You know. We're. We're good folk at the Dirty <laughs> Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Um. So uh, we're gonna throw in a, a couple more just, just as a tangent that we've been going on for about a half hour. Big ugly. Uh, what's this? What's this?
1: Um, oh, what's the next tangent, I mean?
0: Oh, the next tangent. Let me just throw a name out there. Um, Hulk Hogan. So at one point in time, because of conversations that he's had eight years ago and we've talked about on the podcast, he was pretty much eliminated from the Hall of Fame, eliminated from everything the WWE has ever done. And now in Riyadh, which is where Crown Jewel was, which they won't talk about where it was because there was all kind of politics with that. The opening segment, welcome back to the WWE, (laughs) WWE Hall of Famer and host for Crown Jewel. How about that? Hulk Hogan. So came out to Real American. You know, you had the Hulk Hogan, uh, lights and music going. How was the reception? Uh, pretty good, actually. He yeah. got a, he got a big pop. I don't think it was anything over. It yeah. was it was a, it was a yeah. pop from a foreign crowd. You know, yeah. Just yeah. But that's crazy because
5: wasn't like the biggest thing of his career going against uh, one of one of their representatives.
1: Which was... The Iron Sheik? I know
5: yeah. That wasn't the biggest, but... It well, it was so one of the it biggest, was one of the most It, it, was, it was up there. Iron yeah. Sheik
1: was Iraqi, though, wasn't he? Iranian. Well, he was Iranian, but yeah, still, he the represented old, a lot of different companies. Middle East, companies middle yeah,
0: East so, yeah. yeah. Middle East, yeah. It was,
5: it was, this, it was the, the... He repped the Middle East, yeah. The Iron
0: Sheik <laughs> did not do a run-in. I don't think he could run anywhere at this point in time. No <laughs> offense. Roll-in, maybe, but... Roll-in. Um... But, no, that – so, uh, the, like, you know, now he's back. He's Hall of Famer again, so he's going to be doing promotional stuff and probably hosting other events. Um,
3: One, I don't, more match. One more so wait, match. Yeah, let's see what so, happens there. So
5: what's the deal with that then? Are they, like, they just – did they forget why they fired him or they don't care anymore? <laughs> they they just sh- Is that is that okay now? I or?
0: guess they just – enough time has passed, I guess, and focuses it, on different things. Yeah, you let it blow over. I mean, yeah. he,
5: he – I'm, I'm not going to say he,
0: what he said, but, you yeah. know. He, he used the N-word, basically, is what he did. You know, he showed uh, racism, and that's what it, But it was something, again, it was recorded eight years previously on a radio show. Like, uh, somebody brought it up in wrong time, wrong well, place. Well, I mean, it
1: was on a, on a sex video, but...
0: Well, yeah. it's a radio <laughs> show. No, I mean, well, they were talking about it on the radio show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but... <clears throat> look at all the things that all these people have done. Never say never in this business, you know what I mean? So we, we were talking about what Paige did publicly on all kinds of videos, and Paige is now the general manager of SmackDown, and she got to retire in the ring because she can physically no longer compete. So I guess this that Corey they did forget but it. I gotta be honest.
5: Um, God, I don't I don't think that. The page and them did anything wrong and you really you probably shouldn't compare that to what Hogan did no <laughs> maybe not but uh, I mean granted they, they both it was, it was both a similar tape but that wasn't the issue no
1: yeah <laughs> I think that I think that definitely like the paige Charlotte thing was was separate you know <clears> obviously <throat> their their accounts got hacked and stuff you know and this goes back to the Hollywood you know even like Jennifer Lawrence and all of them um, I think that when it comes to Hogan and, and I've said this before you know I I'm a, I'm a big person on second chances um, mm. I think that you know he apologized for what <laughs> he did he did his time you know if we could consider his time sure. as far as you know I think he's been what fired for like what five six years or so you know it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while um
0: Actually, you know, I think it
7: was—I uh, think it was four years
0: because it was the year that uh, Hogan and The Rock and Austin shared the ring at WrestleMania at New Orleans the right. first time, and then shortly la- later after that year, that was what it was. And now we're in rest. That was WrestleMania 30. Now we're back at WrestleMania 35. So about four or five years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know, and and, and people can you know disagree with me, and I can definitely understand that. But I feel like you know, uh, somebody apologized. You know, they 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 did their time. You know what I'm saying? They they he got the boot off the company. I feel like. You know it's okay for him to, you know, come on back. They haven't just thrown them back in the mix. You know they're slowly integrating them Yeah. You know, I mean It, it is what it is. You know. Uh, yeah. I'm a Hulkamaniac. But, so I will say that. I,
6: I, I'm. I'm just. I'm just glad that WWE went the route of not naming where they were, so Hogan <clears throat> didn't have to try to remember what <laughs> stadium he was in this time. I so. was
0: wondering if he was gonna do
6: it. So that was good. You know. But. But that didn't happen. Okay, he, so
5: that like that's a real issue. You're not just making joke that you, you well, don't he, remember where it was. Well, he
6: did had the whole thing where he called the Superdome the Silverdome way back at the, well, the WrestleMania. That the, WrestleMania. The big guy he was just talking about. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Uh, Dirty but, Mike was I talking mean, about like, Either way. We're yeah, one, one of, Anna, one of but, you was talking yeah. about it. You
0: know.
5: So, wait, did they really didn't mention where they were?
6: No, not at Crown Jewel.
0: Nope. They had that little flash at the beginning of the pay-per-view, which we might as well just start talking about Crown mm-hmm. Jewel
1: because it'll take us well into our next Because I think, uh, when was the last time they were Crown Jewel? I, I mean, when were, the, <laughs> <laughs> when were they in Crown Jewel? When no, were they, they in Saudi Arabia? Was that last That year? was the greatest Royal Rumble. back
6: in May? That in was earlier this year. Earlier this year, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. yeah. I think they, they just kept saying Saudi Arabia for yeah. on that one. Yeah, they did. And this time. They
6: even ran uh, promotional, um, you know, political propaganda and yeah. stuff during that one. This one, they didn't do any of that kind of nope. stuff. Nope,
0: yeah. Nothing. They had that one little friend that said they were in Riyadh. And I think, I'm not sure if they re- did the place i don't know if it was at the original place it was supposed to be it was now some sort of college stadium right but still it was big wrestlemania feel there they blew their entire fireworks budget for the rest of the year (laughs) um i'd say the fireworks were great the lighting was great the staging area was great um the
5: majority of the cards seemed fan picked
0: well let's just let's just dive right into crown jewel and then after that we'll have another interview with another great referee um you know, Jakey Jones uh, from SWO. So, CM Funk, you took a lot of notes while you were watching Crown Jewel from beginning to end without advancing it.
6: Yeah, my, that was really my stupidity. You <laughs> know, uh, looking back on it now, I wasted four hours of my life, but it, it, it was worth Ooh, it. Was that how long that was? It was at four least four hours. Yes. Wow. And it did have a pre-show too. So There were a lot of notes to take, a lot of fun to make about this uh, entire pay-per-view. And
0: I don't remember much at <laughs> all about this being good. Uh, Hulk Hogan came out, first segment. I loved it, and the rest of it is just what it was. So... Uh, let me can, go
6: over – go can, ahead. Can, can we talk about the comfy chairs that the uh, the front four or five rows got to sit in all the way around the ring? Because, like, to me, that was the biggest part of this entire pay-per-view. <laughs>
0: we sure can. They had uh, the Lazy Boy uh, couches. They didn't promote any kind of furniture-type places or companies. But, uh, dude, <laughs> I would they love
5: – They did that at the last one. They did.
0: And I would love to have those kind of seats. At WrestleMania, which is coming up, uh, and tickets go on sale for WrestleMania this upcoming week for whenever you're listening to this, the week of November the 11th. Uh, So get your tickets for WrestleMania because they will need people to help them sell that place out. That's 70 or 80,000 people. So, please, get your I, tickets. I just
6: wanted to know if the people got to take those home like they did at uh, WrestleMania and the big, you know, four pay-per-views, you know? I didn't um,
0: see anybody get up from those chairs, but I didn't see if the WWE had stitched anything on those chairs, like their logo or the Crown Jewel logo or the faces of Shawn Michaels or whatever the case may be. You never know. But I'm going to go through the quick results, and then we'll just throw I just, out I
5: because I think what we're missing is how much money the majority of that crowd
0: was actually worth. It, well, this is true. Well, that's... Uh, you know yeah. probably yeah. The that, first
5: those first four or five rows are essentially who, p- who paid to put the show on right. yeah, sure. yeah. no yeah. question um,
6: yeah. uh, which was why they were also allowed to just walk around the entire time during the matches and distract everything So,
5: and they're also probably who picked a few of those matches yeah <laughs> they said this so, is what we want to see so yeah.
0: this is what we're going to see so they had uh, several matches on this card including the best in the world tournament my god anyway oh goodness um Okay, so Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Rusev to keep the United States Championship. So you had a Japanese person fighting against a Bulgarian person in Saudi Arabia for the United (laughs) States Championship. Good, great
6: stuff. Good to see that it was actually defended, though.
0: Well, that's true, because f- it doesn't... I forgot that he was the champion, honestly. Wow, there's
6: still a championship. I, I, I forgot there was a championship, yeah.
0: Awesome. awesome. And that's a damn shame, because Shinsuke was so great in New Japan, and he was a main eventer for years. Then he came over, and he took over NXT and main evented there. Oh, he killed it in NXT, and he then... did. Then they killed him when he came <laughs> up to the main <laughs> roster, which we always talk yeah. about.
1: Although, I mean, he, he did okay when he went heel. He did we okay. First healed, that the was, first heel turn. Now, yeah, now it's kind of nothing. they. They just what happened
5: was they went the wrong way when he won that WrestleMania. He went with AJ Styles, and he should have, he should have challenged Brock Lesnar, because what's more strong style than
0: than going after Brock Lesnar? That would have been cool. Uh, been I would have enjoyed Shinsuke and Brock Lesnar. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about well, him. We still too got time for that. That can happen. It, it could. Uh, maybe
1: it, one day.
6: I believe it actually has happened in New Japan Wrestling. New Japan uh, it it has, yeah. For, for the IWGP. I, I believe Brock beat, beat Shinsuke
0: for wow, it. Brock, mm-hmm.
5: Brock was a much better wrestler over there. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, so the best loud. in the world tournament, the World Cup quarterfinals. Uh, Rey Mysterio defeated Randy Orton. That was a out quick match out of nowhere. Yep. Uh, the Miz <laughs> defeated Jeff Hardy. Uh, so, Hardy did not lead off the pay per view. Uh, so, The Miz and Rey Mysterio advance. Um, Seth Rollins defeated Bobby Lashley, who was filling in with uh, for John Cena. And Bobby, uh, this Leo Rush gimmick, even though I love uh, Leo Rush, I'm getting really tired of it really quick. <laughs> yeah, and
6: I, and I agree with Renee Young. Please put a shirt on at some point. Yes, ah! put a shirt sure. on. That's-
0: that would be good. <laughs> Shirts are good.
6: So Seth Rollins
0: moves forward, and then Dolph Ziggler uh, defeats Kurt Angle clean uh, in 8 minutes and 15 seconds on a Matt Classic. And why do I say it was a Matt Classic? Because 7 minutes of that was on the mat with rest holds. Um, And the same thing happened later on with Kurt Angle and Drew McIntyre on Monday Night Raw. But regardless, Kurt Angle put Dolph Ziggler over clean. All right. So here was um, an interesting match, and I want to hear your notes on this one. Uh. CM Funk, because they started towing the line in this one. The Bar, Cesaro and Sheamus, uh, defeated... Uh, well, they had the Big Show in their corner, uh, and they defeated the New Day to keep the Raw Tag Team Championships. So, But that the wrestling really wasn't the main focus of this match.
6: No, no. The, the entrance of the New Day um, took it to a whole different level. So for those that did not see it, that are either <laughs> sitting here or at home, which would be most everybody... Yeah. Maybe they're in a car. And me. me.
5: I'm actually both. (laughs) Figure that one out.
6: (laughs) The New Day came in on a mechanical flying carpet Mm -hmm. through the arena. Nice. (laughs) I didn't know if that was being... Nah, man. It's a a whole new world. Right. Oh. Hey. Hey. Cory Berger, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, I mean is that was that like just being real stereotypical? Was it racist? Was it racist? Was it, right, it, yeah. I, I mean I don't I don't I don't know. I didn't know how to to read yeah, that. Maybe that's one that?
0: of those people in one of those first five rows with the comfy couches. Maybe they said I want to right, see anybody coming on a flying did carpet. Did they show they mean, crowd
1: shots? Like what did the crowd look like?
6: You know, they really didn't because no. there was smoke coming out from uh, underneath okay. the flying carpet yeah. too, so you couldn't see anything. Yeah. And it was it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> now
5: as as a huge Aladdin fan, I want to say that it wasn't racist, but I mean,
6: let's be let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were flipping pancakes off the flying carpet yeah. and it just, I don't know, the whole thing. It, it was a
0: little different, yeah. but it was certainly uh situational for where they were. Uh, the New Day's done some pretty wacky stuff. I, I mean, mean they're they're can, a yeah, they kind of a we've seen it came cereal. out as a bird oh, the that, awesome. awesome. that was awesome. Was yeah. Big
5: E, by chance, like, dressed in all blue, like the genie? Or Did, yeah, did they did they, did they dress up like... <laughs> no, they
6: didn't. Oh, no. No, that they would have that, that right. been, been more yeah. over the top. Yeah. Would Kofi have been Jasmine? Or was <laughs> um, that Xavier? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I,
3: I,
5: Xavier usually seems to get... The, the short strong guys. so <laughs> yeah, probably,
0: yeah. yeah Oh, man. But, uh, hey, so the bar still, the champions. And uh, <laughs> just, just a little
6: side note, um, can the Big Show please get a kilt, too, since he's part of their team now? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? Just, he's just wearing the, that, that uh, one onesie that he has, and that's all he wears. Yeah.
1: They don't need the Big Show. No. Uh, I'm <laughs> just like, why is he there? Right.
0: The Big Show is one of their cards that they're pulling out because they need to pull out every card in their deck uh, because they're losing. Uh, A lot of their big, big names, and we're going to get to that in a minute. Um, So, The Miz defeated Rey Mysterio uh, to move on in the World Cup semifinal. Dolph Ziggler defeated Seth Rollins. That match actually wasn't terrible, but it was 13 minutes, so it was about five or six minutes too long. And we've seen it. And we've seen it a lot of times. Um, Here's an interesting match that we've never seen before. First time ever, uh, AJ Styles and Samojo. Um, But AJ Styles won, kept the championship. They started... Went back into that whole storyline of AJ Styles' family or whatever. They tried because they killed off that storyline a couple of weeks per, uh, prior. But they really had no choice because um, th- that was for the WWE Championship. And that's that's what they had to do. to Because Samoa Joe had to come in because Daniel Bryan, I believe, refused to work the
6: show. Good for
1: him. Correct.
0: Yep. yep. And John Cena. John Cena refused to work the show. That's why Bobby
6: Lashley was in there. <laughs> and and by the looks of it, most of the performers actually refused to work the show <laughs> while they were there. So.
1: Yes. Speaking um, of, you said Bobby Lashley. Let me ask you this because I didn't yeah. ask you when you first said it. Go ahead. Why are you getting tired of the Leo Rush game?
0: I, I love him and I know how much he's capable of the actual uh, human being. Uh, and I've seen him perform. But it's, he's they're letting him talk. And it's overshadowing things that Bobby Lashley can actually do in the ring, and they're not letting him do that, too. So the only thing that you're concentrating on is Leo Rush's voice on the ringside microphone. Hmm? I'm all right with that. Are you?
5: Bobby Lashley bores me.
0: I, I agree. It depends on how he's I, used, honestly. I'd be better with it. if He's a second-rate Brock Lesnar. If
6: Leo didn't just keep repeating the same thing over Lashley, and over. Lashley. Yeah. Lashley. <laughs> yeah, that might be what it's annoying. Like, yes. like, I, it feels like Vince McMahon's talking in his ear the entire time. And Probably that's all that
1: he's saying. So That's very possible. I do think that he could dial it back a bit. And he, he goes a little overboard sometimes, so I, I can agree with that. So I, I don't mind him having a mic, but he needs to kind of know when to cut in and when not to. Like I think Xavier Woods kind of had that down sometimes when he mm-hmm. would play his little trumpet and stuff. And so, yeah, that, <laughs> trumpet.
3: That, Trump.
0: that
1: instrument, yeah. <laughs> uh, what
0: was that guy? I remember it was um, Tony Atlas came out, and he was the uh, second for this guy. What was his name? Orlando Washington? No, I'm, uh, I can't yeah, think yeah, of him. You know who I'm Abraham, talking about? Abraham Abraham, Abraham Washington. Washington. You know, I loved that gimmick, and I enjoyed him. Uh, but, you know, Tony Atlas knew when to shut up. So, it's Abraham Washington's so i Abraham Washington. Abraham Washington? <laughs> it was funny. Leo Rush <laughs> is not amusing me. Um, let's well, talk I,
5: about... I mean, look how much more experience Tony Atlas has, though. That's yeah. Not, I mean... And he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He, he is. really is.
0: And he, he was in the Legends house, and... Oh, legends Ooh. House, what a great show on the WWE Network. When are we going to
5: get another season of that?
1: Please, let's do that. Let's, I want to watch I think, that. I think it's canceled. Damn it. Yeah, I think it's one of their shows that they canceled. That's oh, one that of was... Many I mean, I that figured that was a one and done. Yeah.
5: Because they, they did the thing, they wrapped it, but... I would love to see that again. Legends House, hell yeah. Well, I mean, let's get let's give us some new legends. Yes. I mean, one, some of those guys are
1: unfortunately dead, but... Well, yeah, unfortunately.
5: You know, two, we've
1: seen those guys, it
5: was funny,
3: but... See. Anyway, I mean, I think they
1: could see. take some legends like from the 90s, like your Diesels, your Scott Halls. Your oh, name. yeah, Scott Hall would love to have a place to live for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I feel like, I feel like Sorry, um,
5: Scott. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash uh, with a reality show living together would have been way better in the 90s than it would be now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: But now, and now, and when we get to the main event, we could probably fill up that uh, with four of those people (laughs) in that main event: Undertaker, Kane, Shawn Michaels, and uh, (laughs) is that where we're at now? Almost, almost. Um, We still have to get through the um, the classic that was three minutes and sixteen seconds of Brock Lesnar squashing Braun Strowman um, to win the vacated Universal Championship. Here's the bigger story here. Roman Reigns came out on television on Monday Night Raw and said he is now once again battling with leukemia. I had no idea he was ever battling with it in the first place. Um, and this, unfortunately, was the thing that turned Roman Reigns completely face, which they've been trying to do for five years. Uh, that sucks. I mean, that, that just sucks. But he came out, um, totally humanized, interviewed, nothing scripted, anything. He came out and talked on Monday Night Raw. And he... Vacated the Universal Championship, and that sucked. That was just terrible to see. That let's go around the table, big ugly. No, it, it sucked. Uh, you
1: know, know you know, you're not kind of, a Roman Reigns fan. I know. No, the funny thing is, I, I just like to hate on Roman Reigns, but <laughs> everybody you know, I, did. Right, exactly. It's a fun thing to do. So and it's it's like you know, so it's crazy when you watch it and you see when it hits the fans that like, oh, oh, shoot, like he's he's serious. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's like you know, that's when it hits you, and it's like, man, this this sucks, and it's like, I I can see. There's going to be a void in the raw roster and WWE in general because as we talked about offline, they have not done their job in building other people. And Re- with Reigns gone, it's just like, it's like a hole, you it's know, big, like a big hole. And it's going to be pretty obvious, you know. Um, so it, it sucks. I feel bad for Reigns. I hope he he gets better and uh, he can come back. So Yeah, absolutely, <clears throat> Corey. What do you think about all this?
0: Uh, I don't, man. I don't even know. Okay, um. <laughs> let's say. If you don't, it's all right. I mean, it's it sucks. CM Fox. That's, that's a tough one. That is a tough one.
6: Yeah, I mean, I I kind of echo uh, what Big Ugly said. And, I mean, it's it sucks. There's a huge hole now in the WWE roster. Um, but you know, really, who cares? Let's let's worry more about the the real man. The you know, yeah, uh, Joe. I mean, Joe, Joe, and you know, Joe and moi. Yep, and uh, hope he gets better. I mean, that's Damn right. that's really the
0: bottom line on that. I think that's that is the bottom line and. Hopefully he does. I mean, if he's done it before, he's determined to do it again. And uh, when he comes back, he'll, you know, well, I'm saying when. I'm not saying if. When he comes back, he'll be the biggest face in the company's history until they turn him heel this very same fucking night. <laughs> Pardon my language. I had the 30F bomb out there because I know the WWE would do it because they did it the same night with Dean Ambrose and turning him heel Against Seth Rollins when they won the Raw Tag Team Championships at the end of the very same night, so they capitalized on yeah. that situation. Which I'm not gonna lie,
1: I kind of got emotional when the when the guys came out at the end when Reigns got to the top. Yeah, yeah. Well, like oh, Seth, during the Seth interview, was emotional. Yes, and I was emotional and yeah. during so, the interview. That hopefully, was... I'm not alone. But no, no, yeah. I right. felt it too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I didn't watch. Okay, yeah, exactly.
0: I felt it, but I figured, you know what, the WWE is just. You know, the, the guys writing this and booking this is just the kind of thing to do this at the end. So I'm like, okay, they won the tag team championships. Now Ambrose is going to turn heel right now, and he sure did. And he, and that's going to be a good matchup. Possibly main eventing WrestleMania.
6: Oh, please. <laughs> so are,
0: are they still
3: champions? then? <laughs> they are. No,
0: they no are. they're not. They no, are. I'm sorry. Yeah, AOP. No, no. AOP, AOP they beat Seth Rollins it? by himself. I don't
1: understand this, yeah. But yeah.
0: Authors of Pain with uh,
1: the Drake Maverick.
6: Drake Maverick, yeah. which also doesn't make sense. A- AOP finally getting the push and the packaging that they deserved when they first came out to the main roster. Yeah. It only took them a
1: year, but that's okay. Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah, I, I never liked them. I, I can't. I can't give them. I like wanted... the old guy that used to manage them, but. Paul oh, Paul Ellering.
5: Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, for the <clears> Hall <throat> <thing throat> managed the Road Warriors. That's right. It's, oh, okay. Holo they they just they needed that year to get a nice video package going yeah, for, sure. they, Maybe for the was... rebranding video. Ah, there that's you go. It. That's it. They don't like that little NXT crowd in there. and no. right, their big Raw so well, That's not even Raw. It's SmackDown, right? not Raw. 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 I, you know, and they color code it with the ropes and the apron, and I still. <laughs> <you know. laughs> Colorblind people have a
6: hell of a time.
5: Up. That's my problem, obviously. Yeah. I'm colorblind.
0: Big so.
6: problems. <laughs> so, uh,
0: we, yeah, we glossed over this, but Brock Lesnar is once again the universal champion. Uh, I think it took six F5s, one of them over the top rope to the outside, and that was pretty much it.
1: Right, do you guys feel like they've destroyed Braun Strowman at this point? I,
6: like You know, I... I heard somewhere that he's got some backstage heat, apparently, that... Like he comes in late and leaves early and all from that from the events, so that
5: explains why they keep
0: building him up and then
6: just and then just and killing him and, just, and then dropping him, him yep. and then building him. So then if there's any him. of that truth to it, then I mean.
0: I I, I, mean, I know you're not on social media, but I've read that on social media a couple different places. So everything on social media has to be true, uh, but if it's if more than one place, I could I could see them because they've done that before with guys. Mm-hmm. If you got some backstage heat, they're not going to put you over. You know, they're going to destroy you. And they're going to bring you up all
1: the way to the point, like, okay, we're going to tease you with it, and then we're just going to take it away from you. I mean, because at this point, he's never beat Brock Lesnar, and I feel like nope. that's ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. And
0: Brock is so far past his prime that he gets in there, and he has a move set that's less than John Cena's. Even though John Cena did add a sixth move of Doom, which is terrible. <sighs> um, but I just, I, I still... And Brock Lesnar is going to be the champion until... for a it's, a, it's a gimmick now. That universal championship is a gimmick now. So, who knows? Um, uh, well,
5: hopefully he takes that belt to his UFC fight.
1: Lot. Awesome.
5: And then brings the UFC belt back. Please. It would be good times. Yeah.
1: Well, when's he fighting again in a UFC... Well, it, I know if, he got challenged by Cormier. It,
6: and if that match happens, it would have to be, I think, like March, because Cormier wants to retire by the time he's 40, and you think he turns 40 in April or something? Yeah. Wait, uh, that's a thing? Yeah, really? Like wow. Cormier really so, said that.
3: Yeah.
5: So how how awesome would it be for Brock to go uh, beat him for the, the the UFC championship? If he can beat Cormier. Hey, and yeah. then, Cormier yeah. ain't going to roll over on that. <laughs> and then Cormier shows up on Raw. Hell yeah. Talk about. Oh, shoot. I'm gonna come get your
6: belt. Bring some more UFC people mine. into They're WWE. I'm okay areas. with that. Apparently, they were talking to WWE was talking to Cormier to come over in some capacity, whatever that might I be. I heard it I was I heard it was for commentating.
2: Yeah, yeah do, he, he like did
6: a trial for commentating. Yeah. I don't awesome. know how it went,
2: but
0: so. I'm down with that. <clears throat> and I, I would love to see more interaction with both of those companies. Go ahead, enjoy yourself. We got candy because it was just Halloween up in this piece. Yeah. You true. want some of that? No. I don't, no? I don't want to Not a fan? That. No. Okay. I'm
5: sorry. I was just, I was looking to see what, what you might have.
0: Three Musketeers, Hershey's, Reese's, and that's it. Um, but that's how I roll. We got some leftover Halloween candy here because Halloween yeah. was great. Go ahead. I'll take another one. And right, these right, three right, Musketeers record. have um, positive uh, messages on them. Nice job, yeah, mine says. There you go. Well, hello. Really? <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Nice messages. Corey, what's yours say?
5: This one just says thanks. What?
0: <laughs> you know, you I, always get, you I always
5: get the crap for Corey. All right, no.
0: Mind says thanks too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take one, e one. Um. So that was uh, three minutes and sixteen seconds of the actual match. Uh. It was what it was. So they flew all the way across the world to do that. Um. Now, <laughs> here's here's um here's the great part of the night right here. So the finals. No, the best-in-the-world tournament. Well, hold on. How, hold Go on. Ahead. how how different do you think it would have went if uh, Roman, Roman Roman was part of the match like he was supposed to be? He probably would have kept the title, I would think, if
1: he was still around. And I don't think it would have been that kind yeah, of a squash. And we wouldn't have felt like we just watched the death of Braun Strowman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they would have both beat up on
0: Strowman. But I think Roman Reigns would have won the match. Now... Um, yeah. Shane, yeah, I'm not going to mention his name. All right, Shane McMahon, fuck him. But anyway, uh, pardon my words. Oh, wait, yeah,
1: didn't he win something like the best in the world?
0: So, here's the deal miraculously won a tournament he wasn't even in. Right! Dolph Ziggler and The Miz in the finals. So, they both had competed twice. This was really King of the Ring ish. It's like, okay, these guys are fighting three times in one night. I'm all right with this. And then The Miz gets an injury. Uh, to his leg or whatever it was. And then the injury... Right, even though he finished that, that WrestleMania title match with a concussion. He sure did. And the man never gets injured. Ever. Um, so they played off this injury, and they were going to stop the match and just award the best in the world to Dolph Ziggler. I would have been fine with that. Yeah, I mean, he did wrestle two, two matches. He sure did. So and funny. he won two matches to get there. But Shane McMahon comes out and says, no, 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 we're not going to do this. Um... We're gonna have a, a replacement for the Miz, and who's that replacement? Shane McMahon in jeans and and a, t- and a shirt. I'm like, um okay, always,
5: always in sneakers.
0: He always in sneakers, and I'm so okay. Shane McMahon just inserted himself into a tournament that he wasn't supposed to be in, that he hadn't wrestled in, and now he is fresh going against Dolph Ziggler, who has fought twice that night, um, and Shane McMahon pretty much went over on him a couple of different ways and won the best in the world cup that was so stupid to the dismay <laughs> of everybody and Now and
5: I I love Shane McMahon and me too I mean like you could anybody if you did that with anybody like you know swap Shane out for anybody like John Cena uh, I don't know whoever Brian yeah Daniel Bryan it, Mike Yota it's anybody you know, it's, <laughs> it's still <laughs> it still doesn't
0: again. make any sense no they had they built built up this whole tournament, and they all these people and had the whole tournament. So why? Let's go around this way. Why?
6: That was what I asked. It's actually in my notes. <laughs> why? No, uh, really, it's right. That. That's right there. No, no,
0: no, it doesn't
7: say. It, it
5: says. It says. What? <laughs> Shane? What? Why? why? <laughs> Please stop this. <laughs> really? What? Oh, okay. those that's, are verbatim those are his notes because mm-hmm. he took these live while he was watching he, the show he did <laughs> I have
6: no life <laughs> I, just, I, I
5: feel like this was all of our reactions yeah I uh,
6: come on I, it was strictly a build for Survivor Series right? yeah god let's hope so right? Yeah. at least then it'll make sense <laughs>
0: Well, they did come out on SmackDown, and Shane McMahon came out to a chorus of booze, which
1: never happens. Well, was that the purpose? Like, weren't were they trying to turn him heel? Maybe. No, they were trying to build build up a SmackDown match.
0: They obviously
5: weren't trying to build up this tournament. No, they were. They built up this whole tournament to
0: to build up the next tournament, (laughs) the Survivor Series, which is now which we'll get into at the end of this. uh, We'll we'll take a break here in just a minute and get to another referee interview. But um, yeah, none of us liked this.
5: Also, with if they're just going to throw the tournament away like that, um, uh, the Universal Championship was vacated. Why not just had Brock run through a tournament? Ah, oh, right. That's right. Because his contract says he only works like three minutes every three <laughs> months or whatever. But, I mean, you see the point. Yes, <clears throat> there's, yeah. there's so many other ways they could have thrown away that tournament that would have made sense. Yeah.
0: That's just on un- unbelievable and then yeah he came out on smackdown and even stephanie was like or was raw whatever it was and then he said yeah why don't you get a picture with the trophy yeah yeah and shane was like let me just explain this to you right now i didn't do this for myself i did it for smackdown because i needed smackdown to have a representative in this tournament not just to give it to raw so it was the whole raw versus smackdown the one time a year where raw versus smackdown happens a survivor series which is not,
5: i love that they're just they're running that well, what was it two days after Raw versus Smackdown in that
0: tournament mm-hmm. it was great bro. yeah the one time a year but we just did it and we're gonna do it again
5: um, and we'll do it and then both guys are at Wrestle, or the Royal Rumble
0: yep and then all of them will face each other and then at Wrestlemania again they'll do it And then the but Survivor
5: Series is the one time a year
0: <laughs> one time. oh my god see this is why I, I love get wrestling.
5: it. I get it though cuz all those other times they're basically the the wrestlers are representing themselves but when they do the Survivor Series 515 they're, yeah. they're right, representing they get to, the the they get show, to wear the
6: t-shirt that they bought at wwe-shopzone.com. Yeah. So, that's good.
5: Oh, you think they make them pay for those? Uh, probably.
6: <laughs> I think that goes back again to that whole uh There's licensing. Like we like in fast food, you got to buy the <laughs> uniform, right? <laughs> Uh,
0: let's talk about the main event, uh, with, uh, 200 years of experience in this match, just about, um, and it lasted 27 minutes and 49 seconds. Um, X, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels, God, thank you for doing the moonsault Shawn Michaels, but please don't kill yourself. Um, they defeated the Brothers of Destruction, The Undertaker, and Kane. Um, so... So there's four guys. Yeah. Um, and-
5: Right, like for real, I didn't think that uh, – is, is a mayor allowed to go to, to a, a, a Middle
6: Eastern country like that? I didn't think that, about that. How does a mayor of a town in the U.S. get time
1: off to do this?
6: Like,
3: that's, yeah, that's a I thing know, that says that. that, that. Yeah. More it's, notes
1: it's, from CM. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Um,
3: him.
1: I didn't even think about that. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, who's running dismiss- Knoxville County <laughs> Right, they're, they're, they're considering the political climate like,
3: not, exactly.
1: he's Knox not County getting reelected like, something like that they're gonna that. hold
3: this Did, again yeah.
0: yeah oh my god um this made this looked like it was in slow motion uh, this,
6: where was this match 20 years
3: ago
5: you know, ago when we you know I
0: it?
6: actually ran it back in fast forward and it still looked like it was in slow motion <laughs> so
0: <laughs> that's incredible yeah uh and Michael says this is a one and done, but that's not going to happen. If he's out of the box, how, he's out of the how box. Did, how
1: does Sean look? When you has that ever bald. been the case in
0: wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, oh man, I hate the bald look. Bald. It's, yeah. I mean, Corey Berger cut his hair, but Shawn Michaels looks bald. Yeah. I mean, he is he's got
1: bald. the Triple H look.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I. I. It took me a little while, but I can. It's more believable on Triple H than it is on Shawn Michaels. Hey. I can't. He's like a mini H now. Yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> did
0: anybody
5: yeah. still have hair in that match?
6: Um, Taker. Take Funny, Taker? funny. Yeah. Uh, Kane did, but about halfway through the match, he lost it. Yeah. <laughs> then he got it back, and then he lost it again. So, so yeah, Undertaker. Undertaker. Right. Undertaker it's had, the only had one like, red hair. So it's <laughs> connected to the mask again, I guess.
5: Um, uh, yeah. Or not. Maybe. I,
6: who knows?
1: I, I don't know. So what how does Triple H get injured in the slowest match ever? <laughs> like,
6: I, I don't know. So he got, I think he got hurt. He got thrown over the top. Wrote, That's like, right, and I guess the way he landed it tore his pec somehow. Uh, whatever. I mean, he did a pedigree, you know, a hundred thousand times, and he managed to blow out both quads. Right. Or so, right? Yeah. Who? I don't know. Whatever.
0: By the way, the pedigree that ended this match was absolutely oh, terrible. God. Um, and I think what, what blew his quads was like a
5: like a clothesline to. Um, he was he Jer- was planting doing yeah. the the, the uh, walls the of Jericho walls. on somebody or something. So it was like a. A stumbling down close. I'm mean, sure it might have just been stumbling because he tore his quads. But <laughs>
0: I, this match, I can't. I don't understand. But half his torso looked like a California razor. <laughs> <laughs> so Triple H is out for a while. Roman Reigns is out for a while. Michaels may or may not be back. John Cena is probably going to retire before anything else happens. Kane should go back to running Knoxville, uh, Tennessee. Um, That match was the end of the World Cup, which ended the four or five hour show. That
1: yeah, if we're giving it stars, I can't even give it one. Was (laughs) there was there any nostalgia to Michael's coming back? Like, do you feel like this was worth it for him to have come back? Now,
6: it was worth it for him, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, I'm (laughs) sure, but yeah, worth it to him or for anybody else? No.
0: If he I mean, it's better that he comes back here and then instead of trying to come back one on one against the Undertaker, which they still may do, which will ruin that whole thing.
5: He can't for I us. Mean, he can't stay away. And it's all it's all because he loves wrestling.
0: because
5: you know Remington is paying him way more than he needs. Okay. So <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't need to come back
0: for the money. He just can't. And stop he did okay doing. in the match. I don't see anything wrong with his performance except no. It wouldn't, on the moonsault to the outside, nobody caught him. And there were three guys out there.
6: And his head was the first thing that landed on the outside. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. no. so, and he
3: didn't
5: even have that padding of hair anymore. Right. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> so just nothing but skull. Um, so this, uh, let's see. It says attendance. This is pretty interesting. Attendance, 10,900. And that's paid attendance. That doesn't even mean that was a, that many people. And that was uh, supposedly
6: yeah. a 25,000-seat arena.
0: Well, yeah. when
5: they took out... If, they, if it was folding chairs and not these big, oh, these big right, recliners... right. Was, uh,
6: yeah, those, those recliners probably They do know. take up seats and yeah. space. So,
5: yeah, there's about a third of the, the butt room as is, is normal. So
1: you go over here, and they still don't sell out in Saudi Arabia? No. no this is well, crazy.
0: and they had all that political unrest, too. So they had to switch venues at the last minute, so... Uh, you know, it, but this is again, this is an overseas show, and they're not selling out, and they're having problems. Plus, so, plus,
5: women don't have rights over there, so screw them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they can't. <laughs> it would not have that, even though Renee Young was on the uh,
0: broadcast panel, which I'm a little down with that too. I was, but the women I was shocked. Yeah,
5: I'm not a, fan, I'm not really a fan of hers, but I'm glad that
0: she was there. Yeah, yeah. I'm like a fan like of her, it's, just it's, not on the announce team. It's no. great, yeah. it's great no. that
5: it, but it's great that they were able yes. to employ a woman. Uh, I'm, in that country yeah. where, where that's not a thing that happens. Well, wait,
1: did they have, do they have uh, women in the audience? Yes,
6: they
0: did. Yes, right. they did. Not uh,
6: unaccompanied.
0: No. Right, yeah. No, and no, no. Not not Without the headdress, because they had that too. S- yeah, of course.
6: S- speak, speaking of Renee Young and the fact that on commentary, it's great to have her out there because they really needed to have a female presence and all, there's no question. She's not very good, though, unfortunately.
3: No. Right.
6: It, during this Crown Jewel event, she, she, she compared... Uh, Who was it? Uh, Oh, it was uh, Braun and uh, Brock as a T-Rex versus a white shark. A great white shark. (laughs) Now, I'm... sounds like something JBL
0: would say when he's drunk.
6: Well, and I'm not quite sure how that works. I'm pretty sure one's a land mammal and the other one is a water-dwelling species of animal. Um, Not really sure. I I mean, I guess it worked in Jurassic Park, sort of, but it was really one-sided in that too. It's
5: like in Stepdads, the... The, what was it? The the tuna and the lion, or something <laughs> something ridiculous. Yeah, uh, exa- exa- yeah exactly.
6: Yeah, exactly. Like, it just I don't know. Yeah, uh, I appreciate like, that. Which ones? Which?
1: Right. <laughs> Does she just need more time? Is that maybe? A, probably.
5: Uh, and let's let's not pretend that she was the worst one on that commentary team either. <laughs> it was like I mean Michael Cole was carrying that show. Yep. Um, well, Corey
1: Graves was there, right?
5: Was cool. that that's was that was the guy it? that was Correct.
1: that was Corey is on that. Corey yeah. is usually pretty good. Usually, yeah.
5: but he seemed to be dragging his feet. Yeah. I don't think he wanted to be there. i was
1: about to say no. yeah. probably what it is. How could, yeah. why
6: would you want to be there? Right. I mean, yeah. like, I, it felt like everybody was just going through the motions. <clears throat> yeah, that it was. Thing, so. There
0: wasn't a lot of passion on that show. Um, but you know what? They did what they did. It was what it was. Go watch it on the network if you want to. It's okay, or
3: or don't. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> save, be okay. save yourself some time. Sure. Bro.
0: Even fast forward and through it. Save yourself an hour. Um, let's take a break. Sp- speaking of an hour, we've probably been talking for a while.
5: How about instead of a break, we, uh, we go to this interview here. Hey, that sounds them. like a great idea, not, Corey. Are you not, not trying to, you know, to run your yeah. show yeah. Right. No, no, you, you know, just, know what?
0: You're
1: right. He's taking over your job. <laughs> I'm <laughs> all right. right with this. I just was really, <laughs> and, and
0: really excited to stop talking about Crown Jewel. But you know what? This is our ode to referees. I don't see any anything wrong with the referee work on Crown Jewel, by the way. They did a good job. Um, but let's talk to, uh... One of the officials from SWO Pro Wrestling, let's talk to Jakey e Jones. And Jakey- e, oh, he's a great guy. For those of you, yeah, uh, he, he definitely looks Amish. He lives in Pennsylvania. He can probably build a barn for you or make you a really good meal. Uh, but, is he Amish? You know, no. I
5: okay. I would one hundred percent believe
6: that 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 he could physically build a barn. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking for a good buttermark maker. <laughs> that, that dude, that dude just looks tough.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, and Jakey Jones is uh, one of the guys who actually he actually counted the three count fast. If it was fast, whatever. In my one and only victory in professional wrestling, where I was un, I'm undefeated. Uh, thank you, appreciate you. Wow,
1: you. I saw that match.
0: Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's on YouTube if you want to go look yeah. at it. Dominic. Row and Mikey D from SWO in 2014. Someone has a McDonald's sign with your. Like it may McDonald's it says. may not be the yeah. best match. I mean, it's <laughs> but not, it's more entertaining than yeah. Crown Jewel was. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I got more stars than the crown jewel. Hmm? Didn't
1: you take a super kick in I game? sure did.
0: Yeah. I'm used to getting my head Didn't kicked you hear off. your face is like a magnet? Yes. You. Yeah, <laughs> me, yeah. If I'm a, a ring announcer, a referee, I just got to – I should know by yeah. now, but I don't. I don't, I don't know duck. anybody. Just
1: do something. <laughs>
0: And I just just get my head knocked off my body. Sure. But, um, yeah, let's talk to Jakey Jones for a few minutes. And after we talk to Jakey, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about um, Evolution, the first all-women's pay-per-view, which was uh, almost as well attended as Crown Jewel by the uh, the fans. <laughs> maybe even a little more so, but still bad. Um, and we're going to talk about SmackDown 1000, maybe a preview of Survivor Series. And... We'll just talk about whatever else we do. So, uh, thank you, Corey, for uh, taking us into that next. And uh, we're gonna talk to Jakey Jones. I do what I
3: can. Referee, ode to referees. We'll be right back. I got pulled up too. to give me
0: my one and only professional wrestling victory. I am undefeated, and this is the man who uh, helped do it. His name is Jakey Jones, and, uh, well, you know, his name is Bill, but Jakey Jones, this is how we know him. Jakey, how you doing? Good, I'm doing good. Good, and you are a referee in the world of professional wrestling, correct?
4: Yes, I am.
0: SWO professional wrestling in Pennsylvania, from what I understand.
3: Yes, I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> are you working with any other promotions right now, or are you, are you strictly SWO faithful?
4: I think the only other show I've actually ever done was this summer at uh, Three Hogs in Hanover with uh, Ray Alexander and, and Judge Lawless and their group, the, you know, Biggs from uh, Murder Inc. and some of those guys. But just a little bit at Hanover, but the rest of my time is all SWO.
0: I got gotcha, I got gotcha. you. And uh, you've got some family ties in SW. I believe there, there's, there's a daughter there. There's uh, some family member. What's going on?
4: Yeah, that's actually what what got me started back in summer of 2014. Mm-hmm. I had we'd uh, gone to a, a SW charity show in New Oxford, and they the the ring truck broke down, so they just came along and didn't have the the ring. And I had known Wolf because actually trained to wrestle back in 2006. Yeah. And my stepdaughter Bailey mentioned that she was, you know, interested in doing the, the wrestling. She was only 13 at the time. Mm-hmm. So we talked to Wolf, went to a couple of shows as as spectators, and gave a tryout at the at the. The barn there in uh, Queensgate, <laughs> and she became a trainee. She's been training still for the past four years now, and then for something to do, getting back into the the world, you know. Just heck, so I wouldn't have to pay twelve bucks at the door. <laughs> I decided to to rest, and and I I really enjoy that part of it. It's it's a, good, it's a good time, and I think it's a good part of the show.
0: That's great. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you're there. I mean, I've gotten to work with you as a ring announcer and also as another fellow referee, and it's a lot of fun. And uh, Bailey, uh, shout-out to Bailey, by the way. She's graduating high school this year, or she's already graduated? I think she's a senior now?
4: She's a senior this year.
0: Oh, boy. How you, how you enjoying that? Senior girl in high school.
4: Uh, it's not too bad. I, I teach at the school she goes to, so I, I'm uh, close if anything happens.
0: Ah, so so you are a teacher. So your day job. Uh, what do you teach?
4: I teach physics, actually science, oh. and it's it's kind of weird because the the wrestling comes into that every once in a while <laughs> because the things that the things that we do are. You can explain how they're done safely with some physics. So I, I do my best to protect the business, but every once in a while, I'll I'll pull out the YouTube clip of uh, me getting speared or something, and, <laughs> <laughs> and then that that becomes a uh, you know a topic for doing a momentum discussion or something.
0: That that would have been great. I would have paid much more attention in school if somebody, uh, a teacher, related something to professional wrestling. I mean, I did okay, trust me, but, you know... I would have definitely paid much more attention, closer attention, and got an A as opposed to a B. Um, so, <laughs> that's cool. I never knew that about you. So, so referees are people. Referees are real people in this real world. Uh, and that's what we do. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to mention, you just mentioned it. So, referees... Uh, you know, they, they, it's not uh, a, a 100% safe area. Referees do get hit. Referees do get hurt. And I know you said before that you had trained to be a wrestler back in 06, but uh, even now, you know, you're a physics teacher, you know, you're a dad, you got a, you got a family, everything's going on. What is it like as a referee to get in the middle of the action?
4: Well, I'm really, I mean, I just a couple things about, um my safety you know, I know I try to stay out of the way and I try to, to keep my my knees bent so mm-hmm. that the back to the ring doesn't blow my knees or
3: anything. Right, right. But but the the safety
4: aspect of it, I'm generally focused on the the wrestlers and making sure, you know, when when they hit the, the ground or when they um go out of the ring mm-hmm. I try to keep an eye on how they how they land, mm-hmm. and you know double check and see if they're okay, and you know I know back in the back you know, every once in a while we see things and when we cringe, well, I try to catch those cringe moments out there in case something needs to be done right away, so you know my safety thoughts are focused on the guys 'cause because once or twice guys have gotten um uh, hurt while I was out there, right, right um. So that's that's my focus. I mean, I, I do my best to stay out of the
3: action as much as
0: possible. And that's one of the rest, uh, one of the jobs of a referee. We sort of say in the background, and uh, we are there to count the three. We're there to, you know, count the disqualifications and the count outs and all that. But um, yeah, the, the safety of the boys. That's very unselfish. It's a very sign of a very good referee. Um, you know, because these boys and, and girls, I should say, you know, they're they're doing a lot more uh, physical beating back and forth and on their bodies and taking tolls and everything like that. So that's a sign of a mighty good referee. Now, um, Jakey, I want to see, I want to know where that name came from, Jakey Jones, because that is so far from your, uh, personal, actual shoot name, as it were. Maybe that's because it's so far from it. Where did that come from?
4: About 15 minutes before the first show at Columbia that I worked. (laughs) Um, we were, I was back there with, you know, Evan and Ken, and Stu was back there, and he said that I kind of looked Amish. <laughs> and came up with, well, I don't want to call you Stoltz so That could get a little bit hairy because <laughs> it was right around the time that the uh, Amish Mafia show was out. Oh, my goodness. We'll call you Jakey Jones. And, we'll, we'll you know, so at, at first, I was playing with the idea of, you know, doing some Amish stick. I kind of let that go, and, you know, did my, you know, I don't try to voice her or anything, but I'm...
0: Charlie Jacob Yoder, sorry. Yeah. When I first saw you, yeah, and you've always had the beard rocking, and um, I could could definitely see the Amish in you, and being, uh, you know, mainly a guy from Pennsylvania, we do get some Amish in Pennsylvania, so... Uh, you know, building a barn and making a good meal and all that good stuff. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not past that at all. But that's pretty interesting that uh, Stu, the Grand Wizard, the Supreme Wizard, as it were, uh, yep. came up with that. And he's a pretty creative guy. Um, he is. So, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that. I mean, we had uh, one or two Amish gimmicks in the world of professional wrestling. I I believe a guy's name was Roadkill. Um,
4: Roadkill's the one that comes to mind first. uh,
0: Right. (laughs) And uh, he was an ECW kind of guy. But, you know, referees don't necessarily have... Gimmicks, some do, and, and it's more situational, and it's it's about the match. But most of the time, like you had said earlier, it's just about staying out of the way, keeping limber, uh, keeping an eye on things, and also making sure that the guys are not hurt. So, but you're still there, you're still doing it. You know, you got your uh, twelve buck admission. You know, waived when you come in there. You might even uh, get a little coin in your pocket afterwards. You never know. But uh, every once in a while, every once in a while, yeah. I mean, it's it's always nice to get a little bit of little little hot dog and a handshake afterwards it's always nice yep, yep. <laughs> but uh yeah and i've had a lot of a lot of good times with you uh, a couple of quick fire questions as uh, as i have for here what was your favorite match ever to referee other than myself beating dominic monroe and uh, becoming undefeated what was your favorite match you ever refereed i uh, probably the,
4: the first time i took a bump was uh, with Magus and Sydney Porter, and just being in there, the anticipation of it, um, the way they worked with me and helped me—I think that was the the biggest rush I had. I mean, it, I still like doing it, but nothing, nothing's come up to that first time again. <laughs> you know, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to do this. Yeah, and that was that was the probably the the biggest excitement I had.
0: Now, did some one of them bump you, or was it just uh, you got in the way and just got knocked I, over? It
4: was in. It was in the way. You know, I was. Okay. You know, I, I got in the way of a move.
0: Gotcha. Now I know it when I was a referee, and and I have been. You know, some of them have. Uh, some of those wrestlers have gotten a little, a little testy with me and putting their hands on me and pushing me out of the way. And sometimes, you know, even though we're not supposed to buck up, uh, you know, as referees, you know, it, it's kind of like you know what, this is my ring. These are my rules and I got the striped shirt on. So if I don't count to three, you don't win. So uh, sometimes it's gotten a little, you know, a little heated, but I think you're more of a, you're, you're more of a low key guy, but you're in there to enforce the rules and you do it every single time. And it's a lot of fun. Um, so uh, do you have any personal uh, heroes as referees, you know, Earl Hebner or uh, any, anybody out there that you particularly fashion yourself with?
4: I I can't answer the question without first saying that Carlucci is you know on TV in real life. I think he's the best referee I've ever seen.
0: Zach Carlucci, and and we we've mentioned him actually earlier in a couple of interviews, and I a hundred percent agree, uh, Zach Carlucci. And I hope to have some sound bites from him on this podcast as well. I mean, uh, you know, he he will fight back, and he has fought back, and he is just intense and he does everything so that's great that you look up to him I'm actually going to take that as your answer because uh, Zach Carlucci uh has been around this business for a long long time so hopefully we'll get some sound bites for him what do you particularly see in Zach other than that he's a fantastic guy in the ring fantastic guy behind the scenes uh what do you see in him that uh draws you to him
4: he's always communicating with the guys you know i I always usually think of, you know, referee kind of being like an offensive lineman. Nobody recognizes you know nobody noticed you until you screw up. Right. He's always communicating. He's always talking. You know, he's not taking away any any focus, any attention, but he's making sure that the fans and the guys know that he's watching, that he's analyzing what they're doing, and it it's, it just makes everything there come together. It makes it work better. It, it makes it feel better. Um, I, You know, when I grew up, I want to be as good as Zach Carlucci.
0: Wow. That is impressive. And we have the privilege to work with Zach every, uh, every month or every other month at the SWO, Susquehanna Wrestling Organization, in... Um Red Lion, Pennsylvania, and Seven Valleys, Pennsylvania, and uh, uh, other places. So that, that's a great answer. I'm going to take that. And um, do you have uh, – we're going to get uh, take it home, as it were, because uh, we're going to see each other at the Thunder Show. I think it's called Thanksgiving Thunder? Yep. I believe November 17th in yep. Seven Valleys, Pennsylvania? that's gonna be great and uh before we go do you have any words of encouragement for anybody out there aspiring to be a referee most people want to get into the professional wrestling business to be the next Roman Reigns or to be the next John Cena I did ask this of, of another interview as well but what what do you have out there if you want to be a referee what would what should you do
4: um I would first first thing i do do with YouTube and watch old matches of uh Tommy Young. Ah. Moved around the ring. Uh, it, it's just amazing. I'm, I'm not built like him. You know, he was tall and thin and, and could move. I try to be able to move, although I'm, you know, short and pretty stocky. <laughs> but, you know, some of the bigger compliments I've ever got were talking you know, talking about how I can get up and down. I don't want to look like an old man. I don't want to, um, have to grab a rope and pull myself up Sure. and for newer people it's, it's something that it, it is about the wrestlers every once in a while there are times and ways to make it about the, the ref but there are very few people that are ever really going to come to see you but you can make the guys look better than they already do you can make you can make bad look okay, you can make okay look good, and you make you can make good look great. And I get a chance to make good look great every month and I love that.
0: That's great. Go though. into
4: it with that attitude. I think it, it can be a lot of fun. You can make a lot of friends. I enjoy being back there um, figuring out what the you know what the show's gonna be like, commenting about the other matches that we're watching them as a good community everybody's helping each other. I mean, I, I just, I love doing that. That's a great Saturday evening for me.
0: <laughs> and it's going to be a great Saturday evening on uh, November 17th in Seven Valleys, Pennsylvania, SWO Pro Wrestling. And I love to hear that positivity, and that's a great way to look at it. And hopefully everybody listening to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast is uh, going to do that as well. So, uh, Jakey, Bill, whatever you want to call it, the Amish man from, uh, i not going to call you Roadkill, but... Uh, You know, that's all right. Uh, You're the man, and I appreciate you. And uh, thank you again for counting the three count. A little fast, but I understand why. I mean, you know, I was standing up for referees, and you were right on my side, and maybe if I didn't get the fast count, it might not have worked. But... I rolled him up out of nowhere, and uh, I, I, I apparently, because apparently he super kicked my head off of my body, so I really did not know what going on. But they told me I won. Yep, you did. <laughs> and I thank you so much for that, Jakey. I will see you soon. We are back. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's coming every time on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Once again, my name is Dirty Mike. I'm the Big Ugly, and we are sitting here with CM Funk and. Cory Berger yeah buddy so we have can I go on a tangent real quick oh, well you Whoa. know that's what we do uh, not here, my no. lead in. sorry, shake it off go ahead what do you got have you guys seen Bohemian Rhapsody heard it was great and planning to see it this no. weekend uh, great
5: movie spoiler alert he dies at the
0: end <laughs> that's like Titanic spoiler yeah. alert it sinks
1: no, at the end no
5: I haven't I haven't got to see yeah. it yet
1: I pretty much know nothing about Queen but that was a great movie okay so you yeah. saw it and yeah, you and I was recommend great. it I good yeah and uh, so, Bohemian
0: Rhapsody. See it? I'm excited to see it. I,
6: I have not seen it. Uh, not really sure I want to go see it, but um, uh, and I'm a big Queen fan, but um, I oh, not Really? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just uh, kind of back and forth, up in the air. Right? Right, it else? won't disappoint you. Nope. I don't right. think so. Yeah. I heard
5: it's an extremely entertaining biopic, but not a full-on, bi- accurate biography. So hmm. All right. don't expect it to be, you know, true to life 100. percent Of course, the man lived, you know somewhere around what 30 years and it's yeah.
0: like a two hour movie so how could it <laughs> how, how could you really expect accuracy <laughs> true that no, true that uh, but we got uh, you know Bohemian Rhapsody I mean check it out more maybe on demand when it comes out or uh, when it comes out to RST video I'm, uh, perfect oh, I'm, uh, VHS. I'm so far
5: I'm behind but... I just because I just watched Notorious a couple months ago Notorious
0: Notorious that was actually pretty good. Was, I enjoyed uh, that. That was a great movie. Damn right. i The Biggie Smalls movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, the one. would have yeah. came out like 2010 yeah. or something like that. No, I, but I did, just uh, watched it a few months ago. See, that's a good movie. Plus the uh, the USA series that they ran for 10 weeks. Uh, New yeah, March. that, that was, was pretty good. That pretty was decent. Pretty badass, too. Check that out. that one. I didn't on know what you're talking about. Tupac and Biggie. <laughs> yeah. Damn right. Represent. So, um, let's talk about... Uh, that Thank you for the tangent, by the way. Uh, oh, by the way, Creed 2 coming out on Thanksgiving. Got to check that out. Oh, Sorry, yeah, that's man. another Definitely tangent.
1: Ready for gotta
0: that. see yeah. Creed 2 because you gotta see yeah. the rematch between Creed and Drago. Yeah. See who dies this time. Maybe it'll be Rocky. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky's gonna die <laughs> in Creed 3. You said I'm that offline. It. Rocky's gonna die in, in Creed, Creed 3. 3. yeah. When Clubberland right. comes back and beats his right. ass because yeah. <laughs> Mr. T has not worked. Yeah. Since the Hall of Fame speech where he talked about his mama, his wife is dead. You're not ready for me, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Y'all be down here. Oh, I can't wait. But yeah, I'm looking forward to Creed too, man. And seeing Dolph Lundgren. Actually, I did see the uh, the first scene where Rocky's in the restaurant, and Dolph Lundgren, Ivan Drago is just sitting in the dark restaurant, and he walks up to him, and and, and Dolph Lundgren can apparently speak English now. So I mean, uh, Ivan Drago. So okay. Well, it's been 30 years. So. I mean, you know, he didn't learn English, English when he was English is a really Olympian.
1: hard language, though. <laughs> is Bridget Nielsen going to be in it? I wonder if they're going to... That would be awesome, so Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, that was his wife. I hope he still has the accent. Like, I hope it's just not Dolph Lundgren talking. <laughs> I've only seen one partial
0: scene with him in it, and he did have the accent. It wasn't uh-huh. as thick As it might have been back in 1985, God, that was a long time ago. Jesus Christ, 33 years, and they're redoing the story. Although that was my favorite Rocky movie of all time, Rocky Four, loved it.
1: Yeah, thanks. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like three. Well,
0: you know, three is a classic, and two was unexpected, but uh, four, Rocky Five, damn. Oh,
6: come on. Who's going to say that? (laughs) You. Sure. CM why not? Yeah, somebody's got to give it some love. Yeah. I, I enjoyed I enjoy what it was. With, uh, Tommy Morrison, right? Tommy Gunn. Yeah, Tommy Gunn. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Tommy the Machine Gun, Yeah.
6: Anyway, let's talk about wrestling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, sorry about that.
3: Yeah, please.
0: Uh, please. Evolution, the first all-women's pay-per-view uh, promoted by the WWE. Um, they really didn't do a big... Uh, I mean, they did have Stephanie McMahon come out and about a month or two beforehand and say but they didn't do a lot of hyper-promotion for this. Um Maybe one or two matches, but there was not a lot of hyper-promotion. All the hyper-promotion was going behind Crown Jewel, and that all died when all that controversy came up. So it's kind of like they wanted to sweep both of them under the rug and get the Survivor Series. Um, but Evolution, for what it was, was not bad. Um, it was better than Crown Jewel. And uh, Corey, I think you watched it. Yes, and I did. Sam Funk, you. I
6: watched it, Yes.
0: Uh, Big Ugly, you're in the same boat that you always are? Yeah. Okay. So you didn't watch it. (laughs) Yeah. But um, we're going to talk about it, and we're going to go through. (laughs) Rhea Ripley uh, defeated Dakota Kai, and that was a singles match for the UK Championship, for UK Women's Championship. A lot of titles now. Who knew that they even had that? I had no clue. Yeah. And it's Rhea Ripley, and she won. So congratulations to her. Now, in the opening match of the card, of the actual main card... Uh, Trish Stratus and Lita, two WWE Hall of Famers, uh, defeated Mickie James and Alicia Fox with uh, Alexa Bliss in their corner because Alexa Bliss could not compete.
5: Trish Stratus, Lita, Mickie James. Mm Mm-hmm. Once again... This is 2008 that we were recording this podcast. Right. We have to
0: remind everybody; like we should have said that at the the, the Degeneration X versus the Brothers Destruction as well.
5: Is it
0: Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> right? And the the book ending of Crown Jewel, but this is uh, I mean Alicia Fox is one of the more underrated women, and she worked her ass off in this match.
5: And unlike DX versus. Uh, Brothers of Destruction, uh, Trish and Lita and Mickey James were they—they they definitely did good. They did, or did well. They I'm did sorry. well.
0: They—they they all stood up to the plate. There was a couple of blown spots in this match, maybe a blown finish, but who cares? Um, it doesn't matter. Maybe. They,
6: maybe yeah, I would say Alicia Fox was the one who blew the finish. Well, of all the people,
0: in the <laughs> match. Right, I didn't expect her. <laughs>
6: right, it was her timing that was
0: off. Right. Um, but anyway, you know, a good solid 11-minute match to open the card. And um, it's all women on this card, so I mean, this is this is where we're going. Um, so the we had the uh, battle royal that did not have a vagina for a trophy. Uh, <laughs> for the in uh, the winner receives a women's championship was match. That, was was the that trophy referenced on? I missed that. Ref, that WrestleMania when they had the uh, not the Andre the Giant, but the women's battle royal well, that was, was the fabulous moolah battle royal before that. Yeah, the, got top controversial. the top of
6: the trophy had a. That's a, a specific uh, shape Ugh. going to <laughs> it. Did yeah. it really? Yeah, it did. that and is awful. Yeah, and <laughs> nobody bad. seemed to notice that except everybody.
0: <laughs> wow. Crown Jewel drew if he didn't look like that. <laughs> no, um, Thank god
6: no, it looked like didn't look like the family jewels or.
3: anything
0: <laughs> <laughs>
6: But um, so
0: that was a, a battle. Now this was pretty much for uh, all the women on the card that didn't have a uh, singles or Nia won that right. team, She did. Yes. And she eliminated Ember Moon. And I love Ember Moon, by the way. She needs a push. I would love to see her get more of a play. But Nia Jax, uh, it's about her time to heal face. She's a tweener. It depends on who she's fighting against. I think, well, I
6: think no, this I think past she's week healed. she turned... Is she no. oh, he, Tamina, Tamina came out and they squashed Ember oh, Moon okay. at the end of their one-on-one match. Thank you.
0: Tamina actually now getting some play. Yeah. So that's interesting. The uh, daughter of the late, great Hall of Famer Superfly. Jimmy Snuka, uh, so that was it. Was actually a pretty good Battle Royal. A couple of spots, but most of it was just you know uh, just. Uh, g-
6: give a little shout out to uh, Ivory. Please do. Uh, she was the longest surviving uh, legend. Legend mm-hmm. in the match. She made it to the final five, I believe, in the okay. Battle Royal, and she even did the. Uh, the dance spot with Carmella. The, uh, dance, break. That, the dance break. Dance uh, break spot with Carmella. We're going to come
0: back to that too. We're going to talk about a dance break again uh, later in this show. But that uh, it was not a bad, bad, at all. Nope, not a bad. And everybody went over the top rope. There's none, none of this going through the middle crap. Um, so well,
5: not was, bad at all. That was a diva thing. That wasn't. A, it was. We're we're past that.
0: I hope so. I hope so. For the most part. For the most part.
3: Um, we'll, Young. we'll come back to
0: that when we get to the main event. <laughs> yeah, well, we will. <laughs> yes, we will. Um, so the Mae Young Classic tournament final match, Tony Storm defeated Eo Shiri. Is that how you say that? Shiari? Io Shirai? Sh- Shirai. Shirai? Thank Shirai. you. Io Shirai. Yes. Um, decent match. You know, 10 minutes. Nothing bad or good I can say about this match. I mean, not too bad. No,
5: I wish I had been more familiar
0: I think with the uh, the women involved, but it was it was still a great match. I think the matches in the tournament themselves, for from what I understand, I didn't watch the whole tournament, but I think some of the matches were better in the tournament than
6: it was for the final. Yeah, I, I think they gave them more time during the tournament. To, they did, and on this they they had to shorten it obviously because they were fitting it in the pay per view. So yeah, yeah, I I
5: kind of like the way they did it last year. Better, where it yeah. was its own thing, but I don't. I don't. I don't compare the ratings numbers, so mm. I don't. I don't necessarily know the best places to put
3: matches.
0: <laughs> Here was a really good match, and they repeated it uh, a couple times on Raw, SmackDown <laughs> recently. Uh, Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Natalya defeated the Riot Squad of Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan. Uh, I love the Riot Squad. I really enjoy Ruby Riot. Riot. I think she's uh, one of the next champions, and this is a good match. Anybody? enjoyable I thought thought it was a
1: fantastic match you didn't even watch it it. I was really convinced there for a minute
6: (laughs) 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 again if you've watched Raw the last two weeks you did see it so you can comment (laughs) on
1: it
5: it was good but uh, I don't I don't see Ruby becoming champion if they're not gonna start to build her up
0: more they do they will I, I I think they give her a couple I'm shots. I'm
5: sure. I'm just tired of waiting for it. Cause, Me too. Yeah, I, I, cause I'm, I'm, she's like, she's great. She's got a great character mm-hmm. and, and personality and great. The, I'm I'm so you English think they should break awesome. her away from
1: the ride squad? I didn't say that. I just right. said, like, I just think no, they should I, have her
6: build her build her more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think the group as a whole is fantastic. I love Sarah Logan. I love Liv Morgan. I think both of them are coming to their own, and the three of them together. Are one Of the best cliques or groups that factions that I've seen in a long time in, in wrestling, so um, yeah,
1: they have the potential to be like the shield, they do, yeah, right, yeah, definitely. And if they let them, let them do some
6: promos, <laughs> let them run some hijinks in the back and all, I think it would be great and build mm-hmm. their characters huge, so Absolutely. but good match, though,
0: yeah, very good match. Um, then, uh, the singles match for the NXT Women's Championship, Shayna Baszler. Uh, defeated Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler won and I see the the fingers going up and uh, there's a real distinct possibility for the four horsewomen uh, the actual four horsewomen to come into WWE and do something
1: because Shayna Baszler Mm -hmm. is Ronda Rousey's one of her friends yep Okay. And then the other two are where? Uh, our, they were in the, in the crowd. NXT, they right? were in the right.
6: crowd and they yeah. came out and they actually <laughs> interfered in the match. And yeah. They, oh, they, that's right. They helped, they right. helped to cost uh, Kyrie Sane the, the match. So, yeah. yeah.
1: If we get the four horsemen, that'd be
6: dope. Yeah. Man. Uh, with Jessamine Duke and. Um, Oh, I forgot the Maria, Maria something. Hey, she's married to Roderick Strong, right? Uh, that's all I know.
0: go. So I do see that happening, <laughs> and then that's more of that incorporation to UFC. So that's really good. That was a good match, actually.
6: Yeah. The, the only thing right now with the whole four horsewomen of the MMA is the three of them in NXT are heels, and Ronda, of course, is a face. So it's right. going to be interesting to see what they do with that. Might help yeah, her
5: with a heel turn that yeah. she desperately needs. Damn right. Yep. Well, um, I mean, not, not now. So not I mean right now. now.
0: But it will. It's it's inevitable. It will be necessary.
3: Yeah.
0: Here's the match of the night. This match should have been the main event. It wasn't. By far. Um, twenty eight minutes and forty seconds. That's incredible. But I I was hooked the whole time. Becky Lynch defeating Charlotte Flair in a last woman standing match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. What a what a great match. This was the best match of the whole night. Even
6: though there's no real down, I can't
5: I say might, there was a it, down moment. It, it's it's one of the best ones of the year. Yeah. Amen. it was great.
6: It, it yeah, definitely his match of the year quality and all. I mean, there were kendo sticks, there were chairs, there were tables, there were announced table bumps. I mean, mm-hmm. it was everything was involved. Just what you would hope for any last person standing match. And
0: yeah. Go back and watch this one, Big Ugly. All we'll right, I have to check this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did yeah. You. And did
6: one of them get buried in pieces of
5: table. Yeah. No? yeah, Charlotte did, and
6: then she hawked her way
0: out. She bit,
5: sure did, and all.
6: And and I think she had one knee down, but who's counting? You know, you, yeah. you know, apparently
0: controversial,
6: but yeah, good good match, start to finish, and very
0: well worked out by uh, whoever was booking this. You know, the agent for this match, and these two just did a fantastic job. Uh, I there was. I'm usually, for last-person standing matches, it's hard to get the momentum and then have a 10 count. Get the momentum and have a 10 count. Um, Who was it that NXT did it? It was uh, uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Johnny Gargano. Thank you. That wasn't bad. That should have been the end of their feud. Um, Probably wouldn't be. It's probably not. (laughs) Um, But moving on. There is an NXT event, by the way, War Games, coming up in December, I think it is. So... Keep out for that So War Games means No top on the cage But Meh. Maybe maybe not Who knows We'll see Um, Hopefully I mean but they did make the cage Taller than the original They
5: did So they could still put up They could I just feel like They, they limited Because uh, wasn't Eric Young Was in the He was Yeah I feel like he could have Done some cool things With a roof yeah,
0: but absolutely.
5: Maybe that's why they took it off. Maybe wanna, a little bit too
0: risky. Maybe why. Um. <laughs> but uh, we all agree here. Great match. Big ugly. Go back and watch it. Seriously. This. Can,
6: can I just you, you, when we let in for the whole evolution talk here? You, you know, we talked about how like there was no kind of build for this pay per view. Right know, outside of it being the first female pay per view. Sure. Know, uh, Which Becky Lynch should have been, been a bigger deal. Right. Than they made it. Should have been Becky Lynch single handedly promoted this entire event. Basically, herself with her leading her feud into Charlotte Flair. Yeah. That was the only reason you probably even heard anything about evolution coming up was because of everything that Becky Lynch has been doing. Or, oh, so true. Or, I, I hear her on social media. I don't, I, again, don't know anything about yeah, it. Yeah. But I have heard, you know, all that stuff. I mean, it's just been phenomenal. And without Becky Lynch, I don't think anybody even cares about evolution, unfortunately. So,
0: yeah. And she is. Everything she's doing is the main reason to watch a lot of this product right now. Love everything she's doing. And she's a heel, but
6: she's so over It's with it, everybody. It's stone cold in modern day. She's I mean, an anti-hero basically. for the yep. women. Yep.
0: Damn right. And she's so so freaking good. Um, and that might as well just throw that out there. It's supposed to be Becky Lynch. It's supposed to be all the champions versus all the champions. When the one night a year when uh, Raw and SmackDown face each other. So, Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey, and all of us agree that should be the main event of the pay-per-view. It should be. It probably what, won't be. Survivor Series? Yes.
5: So, it would be, uh, all right, so let's compare that to what would, what's probably going to be the main event would be the men. That would be, what, Brock Lesnar versus uh, AJ Styles, AJ. AJ which
0: we saw
6: <coughs> right last year. Did that last year, so. <laughs>
5: yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah.
6: That match, there's, I don't see any reason I mean, it's, it's the two biggest commodities in WWE right now, Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. Yep. Why it's, Yeah, there's, there's it's definitely way
5: around. more hype behind those two than... Yeah, mm-hmm.
6: I hope they get behind
0: this. They because only got six more days from now, so... They're hard.
5: actually, they've got more hype uh, than Brock and AJ yeah. had last year when they ran it, so... Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But you don't have Brock Lesnar at a show and not make him the main event. Like, I, I don't, I mean, has WWE even done that so far?
6: I mean, not yes.
1: recently. Crown,
6: Crown Jewel. Yeah. They, they weren't the main event, the, the old timers. Sure. He was in the most. middle. <laughs> they were the main event, so. But
0: no, most Wait, shows, were, yeah, were it's him, the main event. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh.
5: So, uh, I well, mean, I, th- I think I fell asleep a couple points during that <laughs> show. I'm not, uh. I don't doubt <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, don't, I, evolution I, was so much better. Yeah, I should have just I'm, watched that again. <laughs> I'm advocating
1: for the two women for the main event, but I think they're going to put um, Rock and AJ. Yeah, because you got the championships, I which was, are the most important. Title, you know, Honestly, I'd love to see a Survivor Series match be the main event.
6: 5-on-5 <coughs> elimination. Uh, how about the return of the Tag Team Survivor Series Dude, match?
0: we might as well. Uh, we we have not finished
6: Evolution. Sorry, yeah. But,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah one of my and favorite. we're going to get... Yeah. The, I'm so happy about that. 10-on-10. 10 10, I want the Killer Bees <laughs> and the British Bulldogs and the Conquistadors. We could have Conquistadors. Kurt Angle brought that gimmick back.
6: Hard Foundation. Oh, sorry. Damn it.
0: Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Did we talk about that last time? We I did think? talk about that. Yeah, yeah, that happened shortly before... Uh, last podcast, so that sucks too. But um, to finish off evolution, Ronda Rousey in the main event with Raw Women's Championship defeated Nikki Bella with Brie Bella in her corner. Um,
1: yeah. Question. Yeah. How do you keep Ronda Rousey I thought from you were becoming ask why? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> why? What? Why? Just like I, CM Punk. How notes. do you keep Ronda Rousey from becoming stale like Brock Lesnar? What's the What's the formula here? Because already I'm getting a little.
6: Uh, I think Corey mentioned it earlier when we were talking about, you know, like with Riot Squad and all that kind yeah. of thing, you know, like turning your heel. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. She, hits,
5: she hits a good heel turn. Yeah. So. You know,
6: so I, I think you could, especially if down the road, and this is all hypothetical, if you put Ronda against Charlotte at WrestleMania, Charlotte Flair more than likely will kind of be your face. I mean, she'll probably be the heel going into it, mm-hmm. but I could easily see Ronda somehow flipping the script, becoming heel, because Charlotte can easily be a face whenever she needs to be, too. So yeah. I, th- I think you have that possibility.
0: And Rhonda, Rhonda's doing okay. She's getting some good help with mic work. Um, she's getting better on the mic. She's getting some good stuff. She's good people writing her stuff. Um, so... She's not smiling as much, isn't it? Not as much, yeah. like when she comes out, maybe still, the yeah. first, that first big glimpse, but then she turns it into business
6: quick. Um, that match was, eh. Brie Bella carried that match, and she wasn't even in it. I was about to say the same thing. <laughs>
0: um, and uh, yeah, she did. I mean, I think they need each other. Nikki can't carry what she used to do before. She did decent at the end of her run with the Divas title, which was fine. But um, yeah, but that was just the Divas title. That wasn't that wasn't a women's yeah, championship. Yeah, I agree. I mean, she she was doing okay for what the she bar, needed the, to do the back. Bar, then. Yeah, the bar
5: for that was was set so low. Yeah,
0: and that's true. But uh, he just with uh, I mean,
5: I mean Ron, Rhonda's Ron great and all, but Charlotte and Becky just keep they keep raising that bar up.
0: Uh, for before, before we jump out of this and talk a little bit about Survivor Series, and then we take it home here, um, and we have one more, by the way, one more referee interview after this. So don't go anywhere when we. Stop our talk, and we got one more referee interview. But um, so so far, when Ronda Rousey has put on that armbar, it has been an immediate tap from every single person. There's been no selling. Um, is, does this continue, or does somebody actually sort of fight off or fight back out of this armbar? Or is this the end-all, be-all? Because we say protect finishers. Right now, this one's protected because as soon as she puts the armbar on, it's an immediate tap by anybody who it is.
6: I think at some point you're going to have to have that happen okay. in order to keep Rhonda relevant, you know, and, okay. and keep her fresh. Now, that who, might be with the heel turn. You never right. know. You know who that is. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess Naya would be the one to, to maybe be able to do that, but mm-hmm. otherwise, I don't know who's out there, you know.
0: Nia, Charlotte, Sasha—not Sasha. Not Sasha uh, oh, Becky, Becky, maybe. What do you think, Corey? The instant finisher
5: yeah I mean, it's it's uh, like I love that they're they want it, they want the the move to look strong and they're they're really pushing her. Uh, it just it feels like it's a bit too quick. Like mm-hmm. you don't really have time to react to the to the fact that she's she's actually got it on. yeah, and you know the the bell's are already ringing, yeah, uh, but yeah, I guess at some point they'll they'll have to start to at least draw out.
6: Uh, yeah. The, spot a little bit
5: yeah go
6: go eighties uh, uh, old school finish you know, where you get turn the anticipation the crayons, you know, and yeah just hold See. the arm and get get the crowd reaction you know
5: maybe not that
6: no oh, come but, on but, uh,
1: uh, what, what was your question I'm sorry so we're talking about <laughs> the tennis <laughs>
3: right. I'm always. sorry I
1: got distracted I was texting. Big ugly doing his
0: podcasting, I'm sorry. I understand. So, uh, Ronda Rousey's finisher, the arm bar. Yeah. Every time she puts it on, it's an instantaneous tap. Now, you've been a fan of UFC for a long time. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Is this a sort of a throwback for her that
1: she's so strong and she's going to break your
0: arm? Even a lot of those guys don't tap right
1: away. Yeah, I was, was, Corey, I was just about to say that. Like, even when she would put, you know, I mean, freaking Misha, she almost had to freaking break her arm before, you know what I'm saying, before she actually tapped. So... Yeah, I think that you know, I think mm-hmm. it just depends on who she's in there with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She gets in there with like a Charlotte or Becky Lynch. I think they need to hold on a little bit longer. Yeah, I don't see. if she's in there I with just, like I an Alicia have, Fox,
5: I wouldn't. You know? have, yeah, sure, I don't know that I would have believed Nikki Bella holding out on her honor right. her for, yeah. for yeah. more than a second or two. Yeah.
0: Now I know like somebody like Stephanie McMahon or Nikki Bella. Yeah, I get that, but I mean, if she's going up against a more a more Season. Even even Alexa Bliss for, tap out immediately, but if it's Nia Jax, or oh no
5: no no, dude. Ne- uh, Alexa Bliss can't tap out immediately because she can do that crazy thing with her arm. It would, like <laughs> she's double jointed. Like, yeah, so that that's gonna that's gotta be its own thing. That's, uh, okay, that's gotta be a special event for I, that. I mean, I guess that's, we'll find that's out. gonna look nasty. <laughs> I guess we'll
6: find out here shortly. You know, if if. if. With uh, Ronda and Becky, you know, if yeah. Ronda gets Becky in it. Oh, what's what it, like six days? Yeah. Six days from next now. next Sunday. Survivor So it is this Sunday? Yep.
0: This upcoming Sunday oh, from goodness. whenever you're watching. Um, we're going to take it home in just a minute. We're, well, we're going to take it to the next referee interview. But uh, I wanted to throw out, we've been talking about Survivor Series a Overall, would you say Evolution was a success? I think it was for what it was. Yeah, there weren't a lot of people there. Yeah, the build wasn't great. But...
1: Would you say there's not a lot of people there? But considering this was the first ever all women's, and it um, it outdid uh, Crown Jewel pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like that's pretty good. And it it and did Network like NXT numbers essentially. Yes. Right? Well, and and
6: speaking of that, so. I think it was a huge success. I right. think, I mean, the card was fantastic. The production was, I thought, amazing because it had an NXT feel to it. It like, did. It felt like a takeover event as opposed to a WWE, yeah. Yeah. you know, main roster event. And I think they actually had the NXT people running it because all the main event, the Raw and SmackDown people, were overseas for the uh, the European tour, or yeah. whatever. So, whatever happened, however it worked, it worked out great. I thought. Yeah, let's
5: let's do that again real soon. <laughs> uh, but with more more promotion yeah, yeah. it was good I, I don't and I don't I don't think we should have to wait a full year to no. get another one I, I, no but, we could do, they could do a couple years yeah sure Dude, they got their own network it's not like they're paying for <laughs> pay-per-view time anymore right. <laughs> right. and they
1: cancel all their shows after one season so they <laughs> need some. they need something Let's see. The
0: quick um, preview for Survivor Series, which we will talk about (laughs) next time on the podcast. Uh, Buddy Murphy defending the Cruiserweight Championship against Mustafa Ali. That's still a thing, it still is. Mm. So that'll be on whatever pre-show they have. Uh, they'll have Team Raw versus Team SmackDown um, and in the tag team 10-on-10. 10 10. I can't wait for that. Um, so amazing. That's really good. So Team Raw has not been determined yet, but Team SmackDown has the Usos and the New Day on it so far, which they actually had a one-on-one match against each other to determine who was going to be the captain. And the Usos won, and they picked the New Day to be right on the team. So uh, anything with the Usos and the New Day, I'm down with that. Um, Since day
1: one. I say think New Day ends ish, next year. Ish. Hmm? I think New Day is gonna end next year. Really? Yeah.
0: Okay. We'll have to get into more of that. That's uh that's a prediction. Yeah. Maybe maybe not a spoiler, you never know. Yeah. Uh, so um, we also have the uh, traditional five one five one Survivor Series elimination match. We have Team Raw, which is not uh, determined yet. This is the women. Uh, apparently they're going to be managed by Alexa Bliss, she's not, who's not competing, against Team SmackDown, which is so far Carmella, Naomi, Sonya Deville, Asuka, and whomever else they choose. Yeah, it's so, cause
6: Charlotte Flair is uh, MIA and right. declined
0: everything. Exactly, which is very strange. Huh. Um, so they have a five one five men's match. Uh, so they have Team Raw: Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, and whoever. Uh, Baron Corbin is apparently their manager, which is interesting. I, I well, really he's the show manager. He's the uh, somehow, so, what is it? Right? Uh, the, the acting, uh, acting, acting general Earl, uh, manager. Constable, right? The constable, he still is. Yeah. Against Team SmackDown, which is now the Miz, Daniel Bryan, which is. Kind of an interesting dynamic that they're all on the same team. That should be fun. And co-captains. <laughs> co-captains, right? Uh, Shane McMahon, who is the uh, best in the world right now, Rey Mysterio, and Samoa Joe. I actually kind of like that team. I'm all right with that team. And um, then we have all of our champion I, versus champion I'd be, stuff. Go I'd
5: ahead. be, I'd be better with that team if uh, I wasn't still salty about about the crown jewel and the best in the world. Never happened.
0: <laughs> Never happened.
5: You know what? I'm on board with that. It never <laughs> happened, so let's go. Let's, let's go right about into it. Survivor Series. That's like right. It, like
0: it never happened. Never <laughs> happened. Uh, so, when we talked about this couple, Brock Lesnar, uh, champion versus champion against AJ Styles. Also, this is uh, the sleeper matchup, which will probably lead off the show and might be the best on the cards. Seth Rollins, intercontinental champion versus Shinsuke Nakamura, United States champion. I'm glad Shinsuke has a featured match. That should match. be fun, yeah actually uh yeah you how.
6: wouldn't think they'd put Rollins on the pre-show so Shinsuke should actually make uh-huh. it into the main event. That's show. true. Rollins uh-huh.
0: is one of their top guys so they should do that. And of course, which is number 1 on the list right now, which hopefully it's the main event, Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch, champion versus champion. And that's what they have right now. I think that's plenty for a 4-hour show. And uh, Yeah, but is 4 hours enough time for Survivor Series cuz when
5: I mean, they they're banking the big ones out to like 6 hours now. Damn it.
0: Too long. Well, WrestleMania taught us that lesson, which was really, really long. That was a I, long know we, I know we now. all
6: learned it, but the WWE. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I'm still watching WrestleMania.
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, hey, uh, it's been great talking with you guys here. Uh, referee Corey Berger, one-time referee. Thank you for joining us once again here at the Mansion. We appreciate you. Uh,
3: Anytime.
0: Yeah, man. Come on over. It's not like you live far. Right right around the street from the Mansion. And probably in the back lot of the mansion, you know, because that's where uh, everything is. And uh, CM Funk, thanks for coming back, man.
6: Hashtag no hashtag. Yeah, no problem. Thank you guys where? for always having me. Great. Right. Where can we find you? Um, absolutely nowhere right now. <laughs> so um, I'm thinking about putting a billboard up on 95. So <laughs> might be able to hit Everybody's
0: going to look at it and wonder what it is, and yeah. it's going to be the most popular bo- billboard ever. That's right. Like my billboard. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> <laughs> well, we can gauge that, you know, driving by, I guess. Yeah, uh, just but shoot uh, your gun. Yeah. Big ugly number 57's in the bag, almost, because we have one more interview. Yes, so stick around. Yeah, stick around so after we, this. We just close it out with the interview. Yeah, we're gonna close it out with the interview. We're gonna sign off like we always do, but uh, we're gonna give an interview, and this is uh, somebody else you know, Corey. So he is a Hall of Famer. He has been in the business for fourteen years now. Uh, five foot one of intensity. Uh, this guy is just all around a great guy and a, just one of the best referees ever I can't keep putting him over enough Zach Carlucci um, So, you know, Zach he's great backstage, you know, he'll help you out with anything He actually helped me when I was very green in the business You know, just a real nice guy But one of the best referees if you want to see Zach Carlucci referee something look it up on YouTube. You have YouTube? I'm, I'm not familiar with, <laughs> with with the YouTube yeah, see so. But it's there You know, YouTube it. Uh, You know uh, what? I'll pull it up on my phone and stream it to the TV for you. (laughs) Oh, all right. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so, big ugly. We're going to come back in a few weeks here, maybe in December. We'll talk about Survivor Series. We'll talk about war games. We'll talk about Christmas and Thanksgiving. And, you know, hopefully there won't be any other sad news like the Stan Lee thing or anything like that in between now and then. We're going to have all good news coming up. Uh, No
5: political unrest. And don't forget to order your, your burger cookies for Christmas. Please do. Check it out. B-E-R-G-E-R. Almost almost
6: made it through the whole the whole show without mentioning it.
0: I did it earlier, but I mean we, we didn't we hadn't talked about it yet. Go uh, ahead. See I was Punk. just
6: saying, uh for, for those uh you know participating in the Thanksgiving holiday, please enjoy your gobbledygooger. Make sure you well done.
3: <laughs>
6: oh.
0: The gobbledygooger. We there's, need a big ass that. egg. <laughs> From there's, Survivor Series ninety one when Gene Okerlund danced around with that thing. Loved it, the gobbly, You ever see that, the gobbledygooker? No. gooker No. You gotta no. do that.
6: Uh, do that YouTube thing you guys always talk about. <laughs> it's on there.
0: It was. This was the biggest built-up storyline for three months <laughs> in the WWE back in 1991. They had this egg that they brought out on WWE television once a week because they only had one hour at that point in time, and they kept and it had all these question marks and it said a Survivor Series. This egg is scheduled to hatch. And then nobody knew it was an egg. They were saying everything could be an egg. It could be a supermodel. It could be a million dollars. Nobody knew. But then Mean Gene Okerlund did an interview with the egg. And basically, as it was cracking. And this guy in a freaking turkey suit came out. Skinny ass legs. Big ass feet. And had his head on him. And it was a turkey. It was a colorful turkey. And Mean Gene some some said say, You're not the gobbledygooker, are you? How the hell does he know to gobble and then They danced. They, right. For they like turned on the music. Five Yeah. Weird. And they did like the uh, the hoedown. You know, they, they danced around arm in arm. Yeah, good shit. <laughs> Biggest storyline ever at WWE. <laughs> anyway, stick around for this interview. Thank you for all of the referees that have put on the shirt and, like I said, the, uh, the baby blue thing with the bow tie and whatever you did. Um, thank you for everything that you do. It's an unsung position, but we're supposed to stay out of the way. Uh, but, you know, referees make uh, one part of a really good match. Like Corey said earlier, you just don't know how much it means to a professional wrestling oh, man, match until you get in there and do it. A good ref can make a match, and a bad ref can break a match. So. Amen. So thank you to all the referees out there. Thank you to listening to this. And we'll be back in a few weeks. But listen to Zach Carlucci. Stick around. Yeah, he knows his stuff. Please do. But uh, for now, three, two, one. Deuces. deuces. And that means oh, listening to right (laughs) welcome back to the dirty ugly wrestling podcast my name is dirty mike and big ugly has been very gracious to give me the opportunity to interview yet another referee but this guy this is the main event this guy is the one when i went to pennsylvania and i was greener than goosh you know what i'm talking about and uh he took me to the side and he said hey this is uh, this is how you roll, and he was very nice, very gracious. So behind the scenes, he's fantastic. But in the ring, he is one of the best, most intense, and also just one of the all-around best referees that I've ever seen in this business of all time. He is a Hall of Famer, ladies and gentlemen. He is the legend himself, Zach Carlucci, everybody. Give it up for him. That's right. Thank Zach you, Carlucci. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> how was that? Did I put you over okay?
7: Wow. Um, I wish you could see me because I'm blushing if that's possible, but I, I really appreciate that introduction.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, you you to be blushing would be interesting. That would be an interesting color dynamic with you.
4: Exactly.
0: <laughs> and uh, we won't get into that. You know, that's locker room talk, but uh, <laughs> it is dirty and ugly, but neither one of us are anything like that. So, uh, you know, Zach, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to. Uh, no problem. Yes, sir. Talk to the dirty, ugly. Wrestling podcast, and with me, Dirty Mike or Mikey D or whatever you want to call me. Um, so let, let's just throw this out there. We've been talking on this entire podcast about refereeing. We've talked to a couple of different referees. We had a referee live in person uh, in the studio. So tell me, when I say the word referee to you, what does that mean to you?
7: Well, uh, referee is someone that uh, takes charge of the match, keeps the match going smoothly. Responsible for the safety of the wrestlers, uh you know, and, and a lot of other responsibilities that, you know, the wrestling fans may not be aware of, but that's what it means to me.
0: Okay. And uh I can certainly tell that when you get in the ring, now if you don't mind, you know, if the people that know you, that's fantastic. If they don't know you, they're gonna know you after this podcast. But tell me how tall you are in feet and inches. <laughs>
7: I am
0: five feet, one inch tall. Five feet, one inch tall. Now, traditionally, as a referee in the professional wrestling business, it's not tradition, I guess. It's not usual. It's not unusual. So I was going to do the Carlton right there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is going to be fun. Um, Traditionally, the referee is not shorter than the competitors. Am I right about that?
7: Traditionally, the referees, yeah, you're correct. They have not been shorter than the competitors. But you, as a promoter, you want the referee to be shorter than the competitors. You don't want a referee that's, you know, who has, you know, guns bigger than your, your biggest wrestler on your card. True. It's not going to look right. So I think my height plays well into that dynamic, uh, and I've been fortunate enough in my career wherein uh wrestlers have not tried to take advantage of my height. So I, I, I guess I am fortunate in that regard.
0: Right. And I guess I, I guess I should have clarified myself. Um, you know, as far as being maybe a foot shorter than most of your wrestlers. Now yes, I you know most of your referees, your Brian Hebner's your yes. uh Todd uh you know Todd Sinclair, all these guys are maybe five six, five eight ish. Yes. Sir. Um so it it gives you a little bit of a, a dynamic to stand out. Now, referees are not necessarily supposed to stand out. They're supposed to blend into the background. So I guess in that aspect, the shorter the better. But as far as being an authority figure in the ring, how do you make that five foot one inch work for you?
7: Well, I really think it has a lot to do with your attitude. And mm-hmm. I don't mean attitude in a negative way, but in how you carry yourself. Yeah. As a referee, as you know, Mikey, uh, as a referee, you're, you're, the you're the authority figure in that ring. Yeah. If the ref, if the wrestlers don't respect you, they're they're not going to listen to you. So you have to establish up front. Listen, yes, you are the wrestlers. You put your bodies on the line. I I, I admire that. I respect that. But I have a job to do to maintain the enforcement of the rules in this match, to maintain the safety of the wrestlers in this match. And if you respect me, I respect you. And I think that has come across um uh, in the 17 years that I've been doing this. So I've been very fortunate in that I've never had an issue. Well, I, I take that back. I have had issues with certain wrestlers who wanted to test me. But I'm very fortunate in the fact that uh, there is that mutual respect. So you know I really don't have any issues with them in that regard.
0: Right and you mentioned the word respect and that's something we've been talking about a lot on this previous podcast or, or this podcast previously in this podcast um and I think you you demand that with your attitude in the ring um, you know when you come in the ring you're, you, you know you can laugh and joke around with the ring announcer like me but when it comes time to uh, when those wrestlers enter the ring whether it be two one on one two on two you know a six way tornado whatever you know you're, you're, you're all about business I mean yeah. your hands are in front of you clasped and you are uh, looking at the action looking at the competitors ready to go you're keeping them away from each other before the bell you're getting them off each other after the bell, and while the match is going, uh, you know, as far as your attention to detail, you 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 are loud enough to where you're exu- uh, you know, enforcing the rules, I should say, but you're not overshadowing the story. That's something that I always found very good about what you do. Plus, you're very very much on your you on your feet when you need to be, on your knees when you need to be, and. You know, you're in there. You're, you're enforcing that, and I love that. You are intense, but not too intense.
7: Well, I appreciate you saying that, and <clears throat> excuse me. I owe a lot of that to, to my trainers. Uh, uh, I was trained at uh, Backbreakers uh, Training School uh, when they were located up near uh, Mechanicsburg. So I was trained by Johnny Glitter. I was trained by Wolfman, um, and, and they, they taught me a lot. Uh, about how to carry yourself as a referee in this business. And, and I also have to give credit to the fact that I, I consider myself a student of the game. I do watch tape. I do what, well, video. <laughs> 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 I guess I'm dating myself here. I do watch video of matches of other referees, how they handle themselves. And, and, and I've been a wrestling fan since I was a kid. So Beautiful. I've always watched the referees. And, You know, I grew up watching some of the greatest referees in the world, and and I like to think that some of what I have observed over the decades pours into my work into the ring.
0: That's great. Taking bits and pieces of uh, other people's work, and I think you know a lot of professional wrestlers do that too. Take little bits and pieces and make it your own. I think you have a style that is recognizable. I think you have a respect that is undeniable and it's just fantastic. And I'm glad to hear you say that you're a wrestling fan because I mean for for the most part to be in this business, especially on the the independent level or any level, you got to be a fan. I mean, you got to like what you're doing. You got to love it. And I you can tell that you love every second of it.
7: Oh, I do. And you know, <clears throat> I have to tell you something really quick. Yeah. Before I started training as a referee, you know, I was a, a wrestling fan. Always had been. And my wife said to me, "I she said I hope when you become a referee, you don't you don't stop, you don't start disliking wrestling." Hmm. And I'm happy to say that when I watch wrestling, even to this day, I don't watch it as a professional wrestling referee. I am able to separate my two personalities. I watch wrestling as a fan. I enjoy it as a fan. When I criticize it, I criticize it as a fan, not as a <laughs> worker. So I'm still able to enjoy the products that I watch, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to do that.
0: That's great, because that happens a lot of the times when you're doing something on a professional level or whatever the case may be. Sometimes you lose the joy in the actual, in the actual art of it. Um, and there's been times i'm sure when a lot of us have had that come to jesus meeting as they say and you know but i'm so glad you can separate that and 17 years later uh, i'm sure you've been a wrestling fan a lot longer you've been a, than you've been a referee so i am so glad to hear you say that especially with the evolution no pun intended of the product over all this time on the independent level on the WWE level on every level right. so That is great. Uh, Zach, let me, uh, I took a note here. I want to circle back to something. Sure. Um, You said something about uh, the other wrestlers, you know, most of them, you know, sometimes they get a little testy on you, but uh, most of the time you're able to assert yourself and assert your presence in the ring. What happens when other referees get in your face? And uh, I want to mention Mr. Sean Rollins from SWO because he's a referee as well. Um, he's kind of on the uh, heel side. You don't really see referees that are heels or faces, and you know, they're right. pretty much impartial. But right. this one kind of turned into more of a – a dramatic story than it it could have. Yeah. uh, So why don't you uh, talk about that and then what led you to actually becoming a wrestler once again and uh, competing in a large tag team match with you on one side and him on the other. Talk about that experience.
7: Well, I I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, and that's respect. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And Sean Rollins, you know, as a referee in the Susquehanna Wrestling Organization, in my opinion, did not... Uh, I don't think he respected his position. I don't think he appreciated his position as a referee. And he, he certainly did not carry himself as someone who was impartial and as someone who respected the business. Right. Not to mention the fact that uh, oftentimes he would you know, disrespect me. And, you know, I'm old school. I was trained old school. um, And it was drilled to me early in training, respect, respect, respect. And here you have this young guy coming along, you know, he thinks he knows everything. um, And he's, you know, for lack of a better phrase, he's just being disrespectful. Yeah. You try to talk to him as a gentleman, uh, side, you know, privately. Look, you know, this is how you're acting. You really shouldn't be acting this way. You're a referee. You need to carry yourself. You're being biased out there. You you can't do that. Um, And, you know, words were exchanged. uh, And, you know, I I must admit, a lot of this is my fault because, um, you know, for your your fans of, of your podcast who are not aware, I, I am part Sicilian, mm-hmm. and I am ashamed to say that sometimes it, it's difficult to keep that <laughs> the anger side of me in check, and I, I admit I wasn't very professional in, in handling the situation, uh, and I just took it upon myself on several occasions during... Uh, <laughs> Mr. Rollins' matches mm-hmm. to step in the ring and and show him physically how I felt about his handling of you know being a referee. And,
0: and a lot of that time was the uh, the, the Zach Carlucci stunner.
7: Yeah, I, I'm not proud of that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm not proud of it. It happened. I have to own it. Um, and you know, you would think that he would learn from that first stunner, um, but he didn't. Nope. And he continued to act the way he did, and I continued to get angrier and angrier. And every time, I just felt the need to go in there and try to exert myself, try to teach him some manners. And as you know, that culminated in the uh, the the uh, the, the six man tag team match in uh, uh, in Seven Valleys, mm-hmm. um, and you know elimination match. Um, and I was able to to pin him, um, and. You know, informed him that, okay, you know, now that my team, oh, my team eventually won. Yes. Okay, so we'll put that out there. That's right. As a caveat to that, I told him, listen, you now have two choices. You can be a a fair, unbiased referee, or you can pack your bags and walk. And I don't like being responsible for someone losing their job and Mm. not being able to put food on the table. Mm -hmm. So I gave him that option. I said, listen straighten up okay you can still be a referee here you can still make a contribution walk the line but if you get out of line i will petition the commission uh swo championship committee or uh, not the championship committee but swo management to have you removed and that's how that happened that's what happened there
0: And uh, I think you handled that as well as you could have, being pressed to your limits. And I will say that it's very interesting as a fan to see more than just the cookie-cutter A to B kind of uh, transaction as far as wrestling goes. I mean, this is more of, uh, you know, referees getting involved. Now, I I can attest to this several years ago. I, I, I got pushed too far, and I went from ring announcer to referee to wrestler for one match, and I won, and I'm undefeated, I think I've said that before, probably putting myself over, I'm sorry, but... (laughs) I'm very proud of that. But the thing is, it's, you know, when you're refereeing, that's a very serious job. And that's, you know, you're in there, you know, several times a night, several different matches. So, you know, things are going to happen. Tempers are going to flare. And once in a while, uh, it turns out that you have to assert yourself physically. And then you get involved in not only a story, a storyline, I guess you'd say, but also an actual match. And, even though it was something that's a side of the Sicilian side of you, it, some part of you had to enjoy that.
7: <laughs> um, I, yeah, in, in full disclosure here, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I did enjoy getting my hands on him. I, I won't deny that. But I'm perfectly aware of where I stand in the, you know, in the pecking order. I am a referee. I love being a referee. I do not want to be a wrestler. But I will tell you this. After having wrestled him, Mm-mm. I have a, a, a new appreciation for what the wrestlers do. Oh, yeah. I like to think I always had it, but to actually do it, you know, it's to be on the other side of the three count, it's, it, it was surreal. But I have a whole new appreciation for what wrestlers do
0: now. That is great, and, um, that'll just only assist you further in your refereeing down the road. Um, 17 years, you see yourself being done anytime soon?
7: (laughs) Um, honestly, no. Um, you know, I have a, you know, I have a a self-checklist that I go through every year, and, you know, as long as the three criterias are met, you know, I'll continue to do what I'm doing, um, you know, if I'm still getting bookings, if I'm still loving what I do, and if I'm still able to to perform at the level to which I am accustomed, then I will continue to referee. But uh, I have no no plans of, of retiring anytime soon at this point.
0: That's good to hear. Uh, speaking about that, that's referee Zach Carlucci, and you can find him under referee Zach Carlucci on Facebook. Where else can they find you, Zach?
7: Well, I am uh, also on Twitter, and uh, I am on Instagram as uh, referee Zach Carlucci. Z A C K, C A R L U C C I. Mm -hmm. So I'm, uh, I'm out there.
0: That's right. If you want to talk to this guy, if you want to book this guy get out there and find him and a couple of quick fire questions before we take it home here I've used that with every other referee conversation I've had we're using the lingo here take it home uh you know uh so uh, that's what we do behind the curtains here um exactly so you worked for SWO you still do uh Susquehanna Wrestling Organization in Pennsylvania I think the WWWA uh, also in Pennsylvania who else have you worked for who else do you work for
7: Wow. Well, I I currently work for uh, SWO, as you know, Susquehanna Wrestling Organization. Yep. Uh, I also currently work for Stellar Pro Wrestling, based out of Lancaster. Stellar. Um, I also work for
3: Liberty All Star Wrestling, Mm -hmm.
7: which is uh, based out of uh, like Delaware County area. Um, And of course, I work for uh, Atomic Pro Wrestling. I'm sorry, Atomic Championship Wrestling. Yes,
0: ACW, uh, right.
7: ACW based out of uh, Stevens, Pennsylvania. Wow. But um, that's who I'm currently rostered with, but during the course of my 17 uh, year career, I've worked for 37 promotions.
4: Good. Gravy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Ow. I thought I was good heading into the double digits when I say I've been a referee ring announcer for over 10, and uh, you got 30. Ah, wow, well, 37. Anyway, that's impressive. I don't think we have a long enough podcast to go over every single one of them, but. <laughs> If you've ever worked for Zach with I should say worked with Zach Carlucci, if you've ever uh, been in the ring with him as a referee or just worked on a card with him or been in the crowd watching uh, Zach Carlucci do his thing, uh, that is a treat, and that's something that should not be taken lightly and If you can find this man, uh, go out you can find him everywhere where you he just said, and he's a great guy, you know he'll be out there uh, shaking hands and talking to you during the intermission as well. Uh, I got one more quick fire question for you. Tell me the favorite match you've ever refereed. If you can.
7: Um, I, I certainly can. Okay. I believe it was March 2016. Mm-hmm. I officiated a match to crown the first NWA Northeast Heavyweight Champion. Oh, yeah. That was between um, Oxhog and uh, Grey Wolf. Mm hmm. And it took place in Williamsport. And that that was the highlight of my career because you know it's the NWA, right? Come on, National Wrestling Alliance, and you know it was a promotion good enough for Ric Flair and Harley Race, and it was good enough for me. <laughs> um, so that was my that was the highlight of my career. That was my favorite match.
0: Wow. And that's probably one of thousands of matches that you've refereed. And I know that uh, for a while there, and you still might do this, you you had a book and you carry it with you in your gear bag and you put down uh, the matches that you referee and uh, possibly some other notes for yourself. And that's uh, like your own personal diary. So I look forward to when and if you do retire, you publishing that and putting that out there. For the hashtag Zebra Nation, as it's called by referee Bruce Delaney. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, I look forward to it. I would like uh, to get in that line and wait for you to sign a copy of it and then get a selfie with you that's going to be worth a lot of money.
7: Well, I, you know... You never say never in this business, right? I mean, I have no intentions of writing a book, but never say
0: never. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, Zach Carlucci, Hall of Famer, by the way, Uh, not only in one organization, but I'm sure in several more, and I'm sure you will be uh, even more down the road. I thank you so much for joining us on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Do you have any final words for our listeners as they go off into the world of refereeing? Uh.
7: Listeners who want to be referees, or
0: sure, or listen listeners who like to watch the referees or have that bug, you know. Any any final words that you can give us?
7: Um, yeah, I have a pet peeve I like to throw out. Oh yeah, yeah, one one that really really bothers me. You know, I I've, I've attended a lot of indie shows, and as you know, I've, I've refereed thousands of matches. One thing that bothers me, both as a referee and as a fan. Oh boy. In, Fans chant the word boring. And oh. That really bothers me because they have the people who do this, by the way, have no idea the amount of pain or the what these wrestlers put themselves through to entertain them. Mm. And for them to chant boring, boring just because they're not doing a thousand high spots off the top rope mm-hmm. really bothers me. And it's been a pet peeve, and I think it always will be. And it's disrespectful. Just wanted to throw that out
0: there. You know, that that is a beautiful way to, you know, and we get into it uh, on this podcast. We do get deep into those kind of issues. And uh, the Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast listeners will agree with you, and I'm sure uh, the Big Ugly and myself definitely, and Jam and Jason and CM Funk, the king of non-social media, everybody who's been on this podcast, I'm saying at least 99% of them are going to agree with you. you. Yeah. And uh, the, the 1%, that, that's the 1% who may do that chant and then, or follow along with that chant and they don't know what they're doing. So, you know what? They paid their money or they got their comp ticket. They can do or say whatever they want. But,
3: yeah, that's
0: true. you know, <laughs> the only thing, if, you know, if <laughs> it's great because the workers and the referees in there, if they hear that chant, yeah. they can be like, well, you know what? We're just going to throw on a rest hold, we're going to wait for them to shut up. And then, you know, we'll give them a little something else or depending on how the flow of the match is going, it's like, you know what, maybe we'll give them a high spot and then look at them, like stare them down like the wrestlers can actually look over the rope and be like, here, there you go. And then throw a headlock on and then move on. Uh, you know, because there's a there's a time and a place in a wrestling match for everything. There's different matches, different styles for different things. And those types of fans, um, it's not cool. If you're listening, I hope you are. Don't chant it. Chant something else. Uh chant the name of uh the, the sports team that plays in that area, you know, or chant JBL's name. They love to do that. Exactly. <laughs> but don't use the word boring. No. Uh, you know? Oh, no. Because it's yeah, you guys have no idea. And we've talked to the referees today. We've talked to the professional wrestlers and we've talked to the bookers. We talked to a lot of different people. This business is would you in the middle of a movie theater after you've watched you're watching the movie, would you in the middle of the movie theater start chanting boring? I think not. Right. So, don't do it. <laughs> you All right, paid your money, but that's okay. Zach, I love it. That's a great note to end this on. Thank you so much. We're going to see you in Seven Valleys at SWO on November the 17th for Thanksgiving Thunder. And uh, we're also going to see you, I believe, in the uh, second or third weekend in sept- uh, September. Yeah, I'm going backwards. Uh, December for uh, the Christmas Chaos Show, or the SWO, and we're going to see you at all those other places. And find this man. Find him on Facebook. Find him on Twitter. Find him on the Instagram. Zach, thanks, buddy.
3: Thank you, sir.
0: Stick around after the uh, cut here so uh, we can uh, wrap this up. But thank you all for listening to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. He is the Big Ugly, and we say deuces.